Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Live from New Hampshire, it's Saturday night. (laughs) With special musical guests, Captain Kickass. Although he won't be doing any music or singing or playing anything. And your host is a musical guest. I'm just here, and uh, I'm not really even a guest, really. I guess in the first chair, (laughs) uh, I'm kind of required. So I don't know what I'm saying. You should name your band something else, so then you can introduce (laughs) your band as the musical guest. And it would still just be you, but it would also be like Captain Kickass and, and the Freedom the, Fighters right, or whatever. Yeah. Talk my, about a one-man show. My favorite on bass, Captain Kickass. <laughs> I play guitar uh, on guitar, Captain Kickass. Uh, my favorite sort of like something, something, and something. You like it's the guy, and then like the name of the backup band is. Uh, uh, I learned this from Doctor Demento. It's Tom T Bone Stankus. Stankus is his actual. Last name, Tom T-Bone Stankus. Wow. And the Front Porch Rockers. Nice. The Front Porch Rockers, I think, That's is the greatest, hilarious. like, you know, band, second, you know, and my band, the Front Porch Rockers, right? Like, I think that is just such a great band name. And it's too bad they took it because, man, I really wanted to take that. <laughs> now, if you, you could run into problems picking these names and then forever on down the line telling people that my name's not Hootie. <laughs> Hootie and the Blowchunks. That was my name for that particular okay. outfit when they came out because I just really didn't like them. Mm. Yeah. There's something. Can you talk into your mic? A little bit. Again? There's a little something going on there. Crack got the gremlins. Yeah. Uh, we'll look at that uh, during the break. Uh, let's just make sure. I believe I found the problem and solved it just in those two seconds. All right. So. Loose cables. Yeah. Uh, bad connections are bad audio, and we don't like that here on Free Talk Live. What we do like is... Do we have creamy radio audio or whatever that was? <laughs> bad audio is a hate crime, right? Wasn't that... Uh, Something like that. Wasn't that Michael Dean's uh, bit, yeah. his slogan, if you will? Uh, oh, no, you didn't fix it. No, yeah. wow, that is weird. All right. Uh, so I guess I got crunchy audio. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you're crunchy. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I come from a long line of captains, right? Crunch, Picard, Kirk, right? Kangaroo, mm. you know, like there there are several captains uh, who, you know, precede me. So, although Captain Kickass is older than, it's not really older than the internet, but it's older than the commonly adopted internet, mm. right? Because I had uh, that nickname before, like during the... Like forums days, right? Like before MySpace. <laughs> it was your handle. It, it was my handle, yes. Because the first rule of the internet, of course, was don't put any of your real, quote unquote, real stuff online. Your name, your address, your phone. Don't be dumb like some of these people. I still see it to this day on like the Facebook or the Twitter or whatever social media platform you happen to be on. Oh, hey, everybody, I just want to let you know we're going on vacation in two weeks. We're going to be gone for two weeks, and we'll be on a boat. And, yeah, you know, uh, we've got somebody babysitting the dogs, and, you know, we're just tidying up the house to make sure nothing goes wrong while we're away for two weeks. I'm like, could you just paint a big target on your back? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us what the address is so that we know where to rob while you're gone for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's... 
it's a uh, well, keep talking don't talk not talk yeah, no, I'm I, doing I, I just didn't want you to break it because you were slamming on it you said Pretty, smack it i was Give. that was the signal to like check the plug oh yeah like <laughs> is that what for, that signal for, is I, I was doing this not this Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you folks at home who know that is for checking we coaxial cable we were we were gesturing <laughs> uh, a whole uh, a male and female connector is what we were gesturing with All our right. hands here here in the studio uh, well there's a male and a female I wasn't connector doing right it, there i wasn't doing it in a way that was meant to be dirty and then Richie rich of course took and ran with it and made, made it, it dirty, dirty. yeah uh, in the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Beakless Mountaineer and Richie Rich. Uh, so, what did we title the show today? I don't even remember. I don't libertarianism. know. Libertarianism. it. Oh, libertarian philosophy, dangerous. 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 Dun, dun, dun. We'll we'll get to that. But first, I want to talk. People might start thinking. Who knows what they're going to do when they do that? <laughs> I. I was thinking about... I want everyone to think for themselves. That way more people oh. will think like me. But, <laughs> but but how do you get people from the place that they're at to begin thinking for themselves? Threats and violence. Bribery. Well, no, oh. that's that's the wrong way. Oh, okay. Like, well, what Pekla said then. Bribery? Yes. Yeah? Yes. No, no, th- th- this is a uh, legitimate question that, that comes up from time to time. Well, no, seriously. Like, why bother learning economics? I mean, it's a pain. So why would you yeah, bother? Most right. Most people are not interested in it in the first place. Yeah. So they would have to become interested in economics in order to learn economics. And why would you do that? Well, if it's the difference between being rich and being poor, that's why. Yeah, quite honestly, what got me looking into just money, right? We'll call it economics. But I mean, like, well, what is money? Mm-hmm. Right, everybody. Every, they're like, "Oh, it's dollars." Well, n- no, no, because money is a, a global thing. Not it, even the dollar is a dollar. It, right, it's the a human... dollar has a definition. It's like in the federal code, and it's not what you carry in your pocket. Yeah, it's it's a human construct, or at least a primate construct, because even even uh, primates will use things like rocks or colored stones and you know that kind of thing as a, a, a weird. Well, as form I understand, of it was um, uh, meat that usually gets used. Right. Um, so, but coming back to the dollar, I read this this week, uh, since gold has now reached its all time high. Yeah. This week of, what was it? Finally broke 2000 for the month. Yeah, it was 2000. It would pop up over 2000 for a day and then immediately crash back down. Yeah. Like a few times. But since that happened, what that means is that your one US dollar today is worth a penny compared to the U.S. dollar pre-1913. Mm. So in 1912, right, before the, you know, the, the first steps of taking the dollar off the gold standard, right, uh, the <laughs> you, you're holding on to a penny yeah. from the OG dollar back when it was actually pegged to gold, right. when it actually was backed by something of value. There was, a, there was another headline this week, similar vein, but more in to do with inflation, yeah. that the individuals now in order to maintain the same standard of living they had in just 2021 need 11,000 more dollars this year than 2 years ago I'm not to maintain surprised. the same standard have of living have you gone grocery shopping mm. have you, I have. you know, paid your right. electric bill recently <laughs> my electric bill's like pretty okay, pretty but regular, like yeah. have you gone out to a restaurant yeah no because i can't afford it anymore i right? was i was reading something on i think it was maybe the twitter i'm not sure where it was but uh Somebody posted, uh, 
took a, a family of uh, six, uh, two adults, four children, to like Panera, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was seventy six dollars. And like in my head, I'm like, well, that seems cheap. For Panera, okay. I mean, for like, if I go out, I mean, granted, I'm drinking alcohol, right? So like, okay. I, I'm gonna have a cocktail, right? I'm gonna order my meal, and that's like fifty bucks. Yeah. Right. No matter where I go, I can go to a chain and go to mom and pop. I mean, almost everywhere I go, it's right around the $50 mark. That used to be 20 bucks some time ago. Dinner for two at McDonald's is like 30 bucks now for two adults. That's what I mean. Like, like the fast food is almost as expensive as the sit down chains. Like, what would it can you know and then <laughs> biden's, yeah, and then biden's all like oh yeah there's no inflation no it's potent. it's potent yeah it's potent potent and, price hike and my boss ignorant to these things right will will like literally tell the employees that asking for a raise is what's causing all this inflation oh, God. like it's your higher wages that's what's making this spiral out of control you see it's Having a cart behind the horse yeah. that makes the the horse go forward. That's yeah. uh, that's how it works. I I have called them out on this, <laughs> you know, because I don't care. But to 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 prepare, and I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, right? Because if he's doing it on purpose, so he doesn't have to give raises yeah. to a whole bunch of people, like tactically well played, right? But I think he's just ignorant. No, and most know likely how to he's it. he is repeating the talking points of the media that he consumes. Because that is one of the places that they will point the finger of inflation yeah. is, oh, it's all those workers demanding wages. And yeah. another place is, oh, well, it's all those prices that they're right, that the greedy corporate overlords are raising. Well, that's what Biden said this week. Yeah. Right. Inflation is down. You guys start, lo- start lowering your prices. It's like, shoot, man, I knew it. I knew we had this golden age where all of the corporate overlords were just not greedy yeah and i guess that's over let's get back to that let's see if i can find the quote from biden any corporation that has not brought their prices back down even as inflation has come down (laughs) even as the supply chains have been rebuilt it's time to stop price gouging dear mr biden (laughs) stop gaslighting us (laughs) right if you're gonna be a leader jerk if you're going to be a leader, then lead, and you go ahead and reduce the government tax burden on everybody else first. <laughs> right. Stop raising your freaking prices for the non-services that we never asked for, we don't want, we don't freaking need. Please, hmm. master. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't b- lower your prices back down to what they used to be... Has that ever happened in yeah. history? Why, why don't you lower the like, military budget back down to 1913 levels, Mr. Biden? Give us all a break. Right? Like, my, my whole experience of the dollar has been post-1913, and yep. I look at uh, all of that time, it just keeps getting more expensive. Everything, every price goes up. And here he is pretending that's not the case. Well, generally, everything goes up in aggregate, and then you have, like, the technology sector... Whereas technologies advance, right, they can reduce the prices because they gain economies of scale, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But that's against the inflationary pressures. Right. right. So it would be even lower right. without those pressures. Yeah. And and that really is the uncountable theft that they've yep. that yeah. they've made. Is yeah. we can count, okay, I I can estimate that okay, this basket of goods has gone up ten percent or what have you, but what I can't count is how much would it have gone down 
Yeah. I have no idea right. how cheap things would have been if they were not stealing from us by printing money. Yeah, when the uh, the flat screen LED TVs came out, they were what a thousand bucks, you know, thereabouts, a little more than that, right? Yeah. You now can, they're sub two hundred on yeah, Black Friday. Yeah, you can get you know two hundred dollar fifty inch LED TV, but how much cheaper would it be mm-hmm. if it weren't acting against the rest of that pressure? Right. right? Would it be fifty bucks? Right. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. How cheap would cars be? Right. If a they didn't have ridiculous regulations forcing them to be a certain size, Medical if they're going to be a certain thing, and b if they weren't being priced in this thing that keeps getting printed. Medical care is so bloated because of government regulations that uh, it is easily ten uh, a factor of ten x. Of what it should be. And you can do a little bit of math on this yourselves. I was told there'd be no math here, but do it at home by just comparing the regular medical industrial complex and their fees, your insurance, the procedures, all the stuff that you, and compare that to the almost completely free market of eye care. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you have, I mean, it's still a medical procedure, it's mm-hmm. still a medical yeah. uh, industry, right? But. <laughs> Hardly regulated at all by way right. of comparison. Right. And like eye care is easy, convenient, fast. It's everywhere. It, I can walk five minutes down the road and get an eye test if I need one. Mm-hmm. You know, so like how how much cheaper would everything else be mm-hmm. if it also were as unregulated as some of these other health care items? Let me, let yeah, me you, have, you, have, you have these fights over do I have the right to try an un like an insufficiently tested medical treatment when I'm going to die. Like yeah. that is what we're fighting over. Yeah. Will you let me try this un, uh, insufficiently tested thing when I have run out of other options? When what we could have is just let people try what they want. Let me ask you a question about the eye care and and the dental thing. Okay. Right, because for whatever reason. Those two items are generally excluded from company-provided medical care, and there are people from your medical insurance that you get through your employer. They generally, they can be yes. Okay, and I, having worked in tech, they generally were included as, but but they were a separate item for sure. Right. It wasn't like one thing. There was like we give you full medical, and then we also have dental and vision. Right. right. Yeah. And, it was and, definitely a bonus. And the the reason for this is that the insurance companies are not required to include optical well and that's what i'm saying is that a good thing for the optical industry and the optical consumer that it hasn't been bundled in by requirement for all these years which is why you can get it fast cheap easy and convenient well i don't know if that's what impact that has on the industry okay. oh, it's definitely part of it is because you as have a free floating price pricing. low it's a good question like That's instead of it. instead of the price of that going up with everything else because that's part of it is that oh well how much is uh, how much is it to get a uh, a hearing aid yeah well I will never know because that is being bundled in with all of this other stuff and it's being overly regulated yeah so if I could separate that out, then we might find out how much that particular thing costs. On hearing aids, you might find out soon. They like they you can get hearing aids over the counter now. I'm sorry, what? Oh, really? Yeah, nice. That, that was yeah. a joke. Yes, I know. Yeah, okay. That's why I ignored the joke <laughs> and focused on Peakless's actual. You could version. have given it like a half giggle or something. <laughs> okay, back to you, Peakless. <laughs> All right, Santa Richie. <laughs> uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Hey, this is Zephan. Hey, Zephan, you're live on the radio. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to call about uh, 
AFP Nationals decision recently to endorse uh, Nikki Haley. Um, uh, who and what? Horrible... Uh, the Americans for well, Prosperity. Well, yeah, okay, thank you for explaining the acronym to our listeners. Americans for Prosperity yeah. have, have what now? They've, they said Nikki Haley is their girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've endorsed Nikki Haley, which is really disappointing because uh, Americans for Prosperity uh, is supposed to be a libertarian group. Uh, it's supposed to get some of that sweet Coke money. Um, but apparently the That's K-O-C-H, not C-O-K-E. Right. For our listeners. They're right, not in exactly. bed with the CIA. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, they're endorsing Nikki Haley, so who knows at this point? Yeah, good point. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that this is the sign that, unfortunately, this organization on a national level has uh, fallen to the military-industrial complex, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Um, but within New Hampshire, um, the most base uh, affiliate of AFP, um, there's been dissension dissension amongst the ranks of people um like there was um there's a person that's been organizing there for a while uh chris uh who on twitter um announced that he was um, basically not going to put any energy into this effort you know because his principles come first um and he's putting his job on the line um because he you know he he believed in americans for prosperity as like an organization that could espouse libertarian values um like particularly in New Hampshire, um, but to see to see this happen, like basically nobody uh, that I know that works in the uh, uh, New Hampshire AFP office like is is appreciative of this uh, decision. How are um, they rationalizing the endorsement? Like, what's their reason? Um, basically, their main reason is they just want Trump to be defeated. Okay. Um, they the way that uh-huh. they're doing Trump it, derangement syndrome. Yeah, well... That's on both sides. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, but I think the way that they view it is that um, Trump, they think, has uh, a very low probability of being reelected, and so they want to support somebody that they feel like is going to have a higher probability of being elected, um, but is also, you know, not a Democrat. Um, So I guess... I don't know how you get to that conclusion. Like... How do you decide that Trump has a low chance of winning? Like he's have... going to be in jail in Georgia. Yeah, that actually increases his chance of winning. Not if he's in jail in Georgia. No, no. have you <laughs> looked at this? Every single time that they're like, oh, we're bringing him up on these charges, his popularity goes up. His popularity goes up, but if he's convicted in Georgia, he like is no longer eligible. That's not true, actually. No, you can be in jail and get elected president. From jail, he's I mean, going to serve I, his term from jail in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. The the worst part about all of this, though, is that I would rather have Joe Biden win than Nikki Haley win, yeah. um, because Ugh. she is terrible. I know, right? Yeah. No, it, she, she really is that bad. Oh, that, that just uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it made me queasy inside just hearing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and and um, yeah, so I and I don't take that lightly you know because we've all seen how horrible joe biden has been um but i think that one of the main things that's inspiring her uh to run is to make it so that world war three becomes a reality um you know and for no other reason but to like uh increase the uh profits of of the military industrial complex so it's really unfortunate yeah. um, do we have a definition for world war three at this point can someone tell me like what what it will take for World War Three to be like a term that's going on? 
That's a good question. Well, but I would say Russia's I would say at that's... war with Ukraine. China's at war with Taiwan. Yep. North Korea, South Korea, whatever. Yep. Uh, so China isn't America, at war with you, Taiwan yet. The United well. States is at war with its own citizens. <laughs> well, and uh, it uh, seems like there's war all over the world, but no world war. Well, and so that's the difference. Having wars, plural, okay. between different countries, uh, between Ukraine and Russia, between, uh, you know, if China does go to war with, uh, with Taiwan, Taiwan, but Taiwan is not defended by America, then that would not be a world war. That would okay. be a war in the world. But if you have a single war where, like, uh, Russia and China are on one side and Europe and North America are on the other side, that that would be uh, World War Three. Okay. So America has to be a part of it. Um, Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, so... Because America versus have... Russia is still just a war, right? It's not a world war. It's just two uh, countries. If... If you have a situation where America and Russia were at war and China stayed out of it, okay. then in, wow. then in theory... It's your microphone. It's not... Sorry, I'm trying to fix it. Go ahead. Yeah, then in theory, you could have uh, a major war that is not World War Three. Okay. But once you have well, just, all of the superpowers involved... Just uh, going back to Americans for Prosperity for, for a second... Um, Way to redirect, Evan. I just wanted Evan. to... Sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to put an asterisk on this, which is that it's the national organization that sucks. I think that, like, on a state level, AFP New Hampshire is still going to be a really big part in ensuring that, uh, you know, we get some good liberty candidates. That, Who are they uh, going to be endorsing? Well, I did door knocking for them, like, uh, during the last cycle, and they all endorsed really great, fantastic people on a, a state level. Uh, there was this one uh, state rep candidate that I got to door knock for, uh, Keith Ammon, who is by far uh, the most friendly uh, person to crypto, like in the whole state house. Yeah. Um, and I door knocked uh, like three or four hundred doors for him, um, and like he won by like less than ten votes. Um, so AFT basically paid me to ensures that he won <laughs> so hey. it's still a very important uh, organization hey Zephan, thank you so much for the call man we appreciate you yeah t- a tip of the hat to chris for putting his livelihood on the line to do what's right indeed 603-283-6160 are you willing to put your career your livelihood on the line for what you believe in give us a call more free talk live is coming up Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Breasted woman. Mm. It's one of my one of my favorite science fiction uh, 
things ever. And like in both movies, it's just a short, you know, they just sort of breeze over it, right? right. Like, oh, there it is, and they, and they they don't show it again. But it's amazing every time I see it. I'm glad they did the recall in the second movie of that because that was one of the most <laughs> they, they memorable did. things yeah. of the first one. In, in Total Recall, the remake, they recalled the thing from the first Total Recall, which what should they have called it? Total Recall Squared or something, right? Like, no, it's just a reboot. Yeah, absolute recall. <laughs> recall again. <laughs> Wasn't even the same Continuous guy. Continuous recall. Uh, it is Free Talk Live, in case those of you listening are wondering you know, who these guys are and what we're doing. Uh, if you don't know of us, we're at freetalklive.com. Uh, you can find out all about the show. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Pickles Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Uh, the telephone number, if you would like to call, and there's several callers on hold, so if you aren't getting through, uh, please keep trying. The phone number is 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join us before we go on, this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. These masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the Treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies that is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol, and it's in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And again, big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us here at Free Talk Live 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash. That's Dash.org. All right. Uh, we were talking about, what were we talking about? Healthcare. We were talking about Biden telling companies Inflation. To, to lower their prices and stop gouging. How about government lower their price and stop gouging people? Huh? Mm. How about that, Mr. Biden yeah. and all the rest of you government nincompoops? Or only let's, for the corporations. Or let's be real about this. The actual price of government is what they print. So how about you stop spending way more than you take in in taxes, <laughs> yeah. so that you print less? They've, they've never you heard of You want the government budget. to shut down peakless? Yes. Is that what you're asking of them to do? Of course I do. Stay within their budget? Never gonna happen. All right, we got. I more. mean, that's true, but I mean that would be the not hypocritical thing to do. You want old people to die because they're not getting Social Security. Well, if you count Biden as people, uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about that, and we've got more in store. But first, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Gigi in South Carolina. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, everybody. Richie, good so, to hear you uh, back. I haven't gone anywhere. I've been on well, more I than I used to be. For a few times that I called in, you weren't one of the guest hosts. So you welcome might be back. calling in on Sundays again because I moved yes, my sir. days. Yeah, yeah, we moved Richie yes. from Sunday back to or, uh, over to Saturday. Someone oh, okay. strong well, enough to take Ian's seat on Saturday on nights panel. had good to occupy the chair. Good to hear you back chair. on the panel. I enjoy your contributions and your humor. Number one, I sent my weekly letter to Ian. Every week I send Ian a letter because I value this program. 
And for those of you yes. listening, we'll post a link on our social media with the directions and address how you can write Ian. Uh, we'll also post yes, a link sir. for Number how to write two. Aria. Regarding the removal as United States Congressman from Nassau County, New York, Long Island, Mr. Santos, I have a question for everybody out there listening, as well as for all three of the hosts this evening. Understanding what the allegations against him continue to be, as well as the many, many charges levied against him in federal court, I am still asking from a constitutional perspective, and you know how crazy I am about civil liberties, everybody, was this in fact a denial of Mr. Santos's due process? A wonderful argument, in my personal opinion, could be made in that regard. That's just my opinion. And oh, lastly, I'll Captain, say no. You, but go pardon? ahead. I'll say no, but go ahead and finish your next point. Okay. Separate from the rules of Congress, was it a violation of his due process accorded to every resident and citizen and non-resident? in the United States because the Constitution does not specify due process is only given to U.S. citizens. So that's my argument playing devil's advocate. And lastly, prior to this commercial just done, the captain asked anybody out there listening, have you ever risked your profession or career for something you truly believed in yes personally i did when i was a full-time professor at a public institution in miami florida mm -hmm. i had a former mayor of the county of miami dade come and lecture as a guest to my political science class during the course of his presentation he stated something as a declarative statement to which I vehemently opposed. I raised my hand. I stood up ladylike and composed, and I gave my response. About 10 days later, in my office, my chairperson at the time asked me to send a letter to the mayor apologizing for my statement oh, no. in response to his statement, and I refused. She brought me up on charges at a faculty meeting and wanted me terminated. I stood my ground, and I, at the time, was publishing on the appellate level in Florida, and my father was still a licensed practicing criminal court judge and i called and i said daddy help me i'm drowning <laughs> and we stood our ground and argued in the faculty meeting and i prevailed i didn't let her screw me over even you. at the threat of being terminated what? professionally and losing my salary so captain i've done it let me let me tie your two points together then had yes, you been sir. had you been terminated, 
would you have considered that a violation of your due process rights? Yes, sir, because we cited it. Oh, Richie, I like when you're there. We cited it in my presentation, both orally and typed and submitted. Yes, we cited the importance of freedom of academic speech on a university-slash-college environment. We also cited due process of an open format that the college advocates in their statement and in their mission statement in particular, whether it's faculty or students, and the importance of equal protection. Amendments 5, 14 were both cited when I argued my position. You bet I did. So employers need to justify somehow when, with regards to termination. They can't just fire yes, anybody sir. for anything. In that case, they did. Well, in general. Well, I cannot speak in general. I only can go on what I personally well, experienced. Hold in on, hold on. So, were you question? Were you working for for the government at that point? No, I was not. I was a full time professor. Then, how could this possibly I, have been a a like if you due process does not apply I had to employers? Not yet been tenured. Yeah, and, and no, I think that they had absolutely every right to fire you for any reason or no reason because okay, that's how freedom of I association works. You. Okay, However, well, when did their right upon... to fire you stop? I beg your pardon? When did their right to stop associating with you end? Uh, the chairperson claimed that my comment to the former mayor was wrong and inappropriate and caused, and I'm quoting now, controversy. That's what she stated in mm. writing and verbally. And as an employer, stood- that should be enough. That's more than enough to disassociate from any employee. However, when a university and or college publishes in their mission statement, we uphold academic freedom of speech it has to be protected. Does that change anything, people? So you they... held them accountable to their own mission statement? I certainly did. Yes, sir, including citing due process and equal protection. And the faculty committee voted in my favor. I was flabbergasted but relieved. Oh, I love that word. Mm. Flabbergasted is one of my favorite words ever. So, yeah, no, that, well, that absolutely does change it. So, people. Okay. You know that. <laughs> yeah, nice. no, I'd say that and like... so does everybody listening. <laughs> yeah, if it's in your contract or if it's in the like foundation of whatever company that here's how we operate and then they stop operating that way, then they are defrauding you. Okay. So if you expect them to allow and even encourage free speech and you act on that assumption, and then they punish you for speaking freely. That's them breaking their agreement. Okay. Well, do they still have to associate with me, you? Then? One of yeah. my students. If that if that is the reason it, for and it, it was also recorded verbally, and we presented it at the faculty hearing, the second hearing, the faculty on the committee, including three of the deans part of the administration, they all upheld my argument. And I, as I said, I was flabbergasted yet relieved. 
So now let's take it to the George Santos thing. Expelled mm-hmm. from Congress. Mm-hmm. Is Congress in violation because of something that he did? Or so, can they disassociate with him as well? Well, I'm saying he has not yet been convicted. I don't think of it matters. Any of the, well, I, let me finish, please. There has been no conviction of any of the 23 allegations levied upon him at this juncture. So are you done? without because I still process, don't think it matters. Can he simply be dismissed yes. without being found guilty? Yes. Because an employer when you depending on the employment contract per peakless, right? In general, an employer doesn't have to wait for you to get convicted of anything before okay, just firing you. Okay. I'm asking a question for an general answer, devil's argument's sake. That's all. I was thinking about it Asked and an I answer. spoke with well, well, no, I'm on Gigi's side on this. I think that that is. I think that's. And many of them agreed with you, Richie. However, some agreed with me. Okay. No, I, I'm I'm with Gigi on this one. So, uh, as I understand it, and I could be mistaken here, but as I understand it, there's a a very specific process for ousting someone from political position in the United States federal government, and that's where you you I mean you charge them, and then. As a result of uh, of indicting them, you bring them to trial, and then, if they're guilty, then you can remove them from office. That's why I'm asking this. Right. Now, there's nothing in the Constitution about there being a vote in Congress to kick someone else out of Congress. Well, then he ought just show back up tomorrow and go back to work. Honestly, yeah. Well, that's okay. why I asked. You know, whatever we may think of him privately— or morally, has nothing to do with due process. Right. Right. I mean, Congress can get together and have a vote as to what pizza topping you ought to have on your pizza tomorrow for lunch. That doesn't mean anything at all to anybody. (laughs) Right. But they can do it. In the same way, in the same way, sure, you can get Congress together and have them vote on he shouldn't be here. But that doesn't mean anything to anybody. There's nothing in their powers as they've agreed on them, that gives them this ability. Well, then w- w- how, how are they doing it then? Under what guise or what excuse, what reason this are they doing it? Because we no longer follow how any kind of structure. Legally. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, no, there's nothing legal about this. He's he's being it's illegally ousted from power. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, Gigi, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. And, and to, I'm, to, I'm not up to speed on this because I rarely pay attention to politicians uh, in the news and, you know, whatever kind of gyrations they're going. But apparently they they asked him to resign several times, mm-hmm. and now there's 13 charges the DOJ has levied against him. Right. But that's, okay. that's irrelevant under standard employee-employee relationships. Well, well uh, and, and it, it depends on what you mean by that because it varies from state to state. There are well, federal requirements well, as well. Let's say morally then and ethically. Most states have what's called at-will employment, which means you can be let go for any reason or no reason at all. Allegedly. And you also, allegedly, can just quit for no reason. Right. You can do a, you know, just a no call, no show. I'm done. You know? Right. Kind of a thing. Now, I don't know how that pertains to somebody employed by Congress or the Senate. Well, that's or... why they have policies and procedures. And if if they went through some sort of uh, policy, procedure, whatever, to take a vote to oust him, yeah, right, and that's in their bylaws somewhere that we're not aware of. Which I don't think it is. Okay. I, 
I don't know either. Like it might be, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Right. But my suggestion is you can you can go through that process regardless <laughs> of whether or not he's been indicted on any charge or no charges at all. If they just want him out and there is a process in place, it matters not if he's charged with one federal felony, 28 federal felonies or zero federal I felonies. Think. The due process question is irrelevant to whether or not ousting him is above board or not. Well, so the reason that this is different, though, like uh, due process, it means a sort of different thing when you are government as compared to when you are an employee. So like as an employee, I have no right to go to trial in order to get fired or not get fired. Well, but you yes, you have no right to go to trial on whether or not you get fired. But if you get arrested for shoplifting mm-hmm. and your employer goes like, we don't want him here and they fire you, mm-hmm. and then you go ahead and you beat the shoplifting charge and found not guilty, you don't get, automatically get your job back. They weren't in violation of some employment contract That's true. by firing you for the arrest. That's true. Right? It's a, it's a separate issue. They can fire you for being arrested. They can fire you for not being arrested. Mm-hmm. They can fire you for whatever reason they want. Right. And irregardless of what you're facing in in legal land. Yeah. And so if Congress has irregardless, irregardless, it's it's both a word and not a word. It's eerie. This is how we get clear communication here. Yeah. Okay. So I just like saying it because I saw it on Mind Mencia once. And (laughs) irregardless. Okay. So they're not an employer. That's not what's going on here. Got it. But they if there's like what we what we don't know is whether or not there's a procedure in place to oust him. And I'm pretty sure there's not. You're well, pretty sure there's not, but we don't know. I think so, the procedure... Well, well, let's hang on, let's hang examine on, this from on. both Peekless, possibilities, hold on, hold on. I think the procedure is exactly what happened, right? Uh, they took a vote. He was expelled from the House in a bipartisan vote on Friday. Yeah, that's not in there. Dozens of his Republican colleagues joining Democrats and ousting him from right. Congress. The that's not is, in the Constitution. Are they allowed well, to do I mean, that? Neither is the Patriot Act. Like, right. I mean, has that ever stopped these bastards okay. from doing whatever Their they want? Their ability to pass the Patriot Act is in the Constitution. Let's not dive okay. into that. Yeah. Okay. Right. They they took a vote to oust him. Yeah. Is that legal or not legal, regardless <sighs> of you. his legal problems with his twenty eight federal felonies? Well, I think that it's super illegal. I so think, number one, yes. you're the claiming selection. That, but you no, no, don't no, no, know. no. This part I actually know. Okay. So this part of the Constitution was a big kerfuffle because it's been being violated for Another a good, good long word. time. Okay. So it originally the selection of these representatives was exclusively, exclusively and explicitly left up to the states. Okay. And then Congress illegally passed a law, well, specifically an amendment, changing the way that these representatives were selected. Okay. Now, that was itself illegal, and it continues to be done illegally. Okay. Now, this is that squared. So, on top of the fact that your your representatives are selected at a federal level instead of a state level, which is illegal, they are now not only selected federally, they are ousted federally, which not only is there no process for, they have no, uh, at least according to their documents, they have no authority to do that. Let me throw this back so, at yeah, you. So, yeah, dude should totally go to work tomorrow let me, anyway. Let me throw this back at you. 
if he was installed illegally, uh-huh. then he ought not be there to begin with. Ah, and but all the people home. that are voting on him were also installed illegally. Doesn't, then none of them should be there, and right. he ought not go to work yes, tomorrow. Yes, finally, none of them <laughs> should be there. They all ought not go to work tomorrow. All of them. That's true. Senators, you know, whatever port part of government you work for, just don't go in because you've been installed right. illegally. Yeah. If you won a fraudulent election, you were not the president. <laughs> And the wild thing is that they've managed to convince people, A, that all of this could be legitimate ever, and B, that this particular way of doing this is legitimate. I, like, okay, the, the Confederate States of America were never dissolved, so there is no legitimacy to the, the United States of America. I, I want to tell you that just Even by, under their insane rules. Just by skimming this article now. I have discovered why the rest of the the Congress critters uh, are doing this, mm. right? And it's so. I mean, once I read this to you, you'll be like, "Well, of course, right?" It's because they're jealous that they didn't think of this stuff first, right? <laughs> Go on. The charges stemmed from fraudulent schemes and brazen misrepresentations that were meant to enrich Santos as he ran for Congress," said the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. Okay. So, They're all doing it then. No, no, they are, but like he did it in a way that enriched him not once he got to Congress, but on his way into getting it. And they were like, why didn't we think of that? No, they're all doing it. There's all misappropriation of campaign funds all over the place. Okay, but he did it in such a way that they're just like, oh, he can't do that. We didn't get to do that. Like, it's, yeah, it's, okay. Why didn't we get to? It's like, uh, uh, you know, when the ice cream truck comes rolling down the street and all your friends, you know, go to their moms. Mom, can I have a dollar or whatever to go yeah. get my ice cream? And your mom's like, no, you're not getting a dollar. Yeah, blah, 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 yeah. Blah. So then everybody who didn't get a dollar is now voting this guy out. Yeah. Still irrelevant to whether or not, and I'll take Peakless at his word, that they're not allowed to do it. Right. It's still a separate, it, it's still a separate issue. There's that word. Yeah. Now, uh, don't get me process. wrong. It's going to happen. Okay. I mean, they're not allowed to. This is completely bizarre, but it's still going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, and then he should take his due process for this to court and challenge them for illegally uh, uh, ousting him or whatever. Not Nothing idea. warms my heart more. Oh, dude, he should sue them for all of the money that he was going to make being a corrupt politician. There you go. Millions. That's the ticket. Millions Nothing upon millions. Nothing warms right? my heart more than politicians fighting other politicians, right. government agencies fighting other government agencies. If the whole damn system could just sort of eat itself, I would be one of the happiest dudes on planet Earth, period. And I hope it continues. I hope these guys do nothing but bicker and squabble with each other. I hope they don't work together at all to accomplish their evil, right? I hope they all get into arguments and fist fights and legal discourse and all that with each other because it's it's way better for the people. Duels on the Capitol lawn. Something. Something that would be preferable to war, okay? Right? If politicians Infinitely. would just do, you know, have a duel, right? If, if, uh, you know, I don't know, like, like Putin and Biden, you know, somebody slapped the other one with a glove, right? Oh, it's a time for a duel, right? And then you televise that. Thomas right? Massey comes out with a sling, make it a pay per view <laughs> event or something, right? You know, that benefits some charities of some. I was going to say, I'm not going to pay for a paper. I'm going to torrent it after the fact. Well. I mean, I'm going to torrent it live. That's okay, what I'm going to yeah. do, or otherwise Whatever. figure a way to view it live without paying for it. But Buffalo Wild Wings presents because those things exist. There are ways to do that. Yeah. I I find live torrent streams to be 
plenty of there's not necessarily torrent streams they're just live streams but you can't access them in the u.s okay so you have to you have to do a thing in order to get them i tried that with one of the conor mcgregor fights and ended up switching channels like 20 times before giving up yeah it was something like like, well you know it's all about preference 603-283-6160 is the number here if you'd like to join us tonight. Still to come, we're going to talk about libertarianism. Is it dangerous? This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction And its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete. So it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Free Talk Live. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in and listening to Free Talk Live. We're a live radio calling program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind. The telephone number, should you wish to call, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's... Peakless Mountaineer. Richie Rich. And I am your host tonight, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Before we go on, I want to say thank you to tonight's amplifier. What is an amplifier, you might ask? Well, an amplifier is somebody who has visited amps.freetalklive.com and decided they like this show enough to give us some money. For the purposes of advertising, marketing, promoting, and supporting. What does that really mean? Like, you know, layman's terms, Captain. It means they like the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, the topics, the perspective of freedom, peace, liberty, prosperity that we bring. They like it enough that they want to help spread the message of freedom. And they think it's a good use of their liberty dollar to help us get on more radio stations. We're currently on around 180 radio stations. We could be on 200, 250, 300, 350. Not out of the question. It's all up to you. This week's amplifier is somebody named Monero FTW. Nice. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Monero FTW, for your contribution to this program, helping us advertise, market, promote, and support. If you want to find out more, visit amps.freetalklive.com. And thanks again, Monero FTW. We appreciate you. All right, so uh, we have been talking about, well, all sorts of things. Uh, we were most recently talking about a bunch of a-holes in government. Isn't and, that what we always talk about? Uh, I mean... Thematically? Not, uh, 
we were more specifically this is the okay. niche right we're right. talking about government a-holes sort of persecuting another government a-hole and like i don't pay attention to that because like the whole system is like a thing that should go away and so whatever happens within the system if there's like infighting like i applaud that but i'm yeah. certainly not going to waste my valuable time reading about it mm. i want to see yeah, more no, I- of it Oh, there goes the coffee. Yeah, I didn't know that this had uh, gone on until Gigi called in with it. But I will say that I did look into, like, how you are supposed to remove people from office. And that ain't it. Okay. Uh, Like, that's what impeachment is for, is you get impeached, then you have a trial, then you get removed from office. Does removing people from office involve the use of, like, heavy equipment, like a crane or something like that, for example? (laughs) Or a guillotine, perhaps. Perhaps a a modified bulldozer. Something. Something, you know. I'm I'm just thinking out loud here. I don't really know the answer to these questions, but, uh, you know... because I don't pay attention to, like, infighting in, in government, right? The, I don't care. Like, you guys are literally oppressing everyone through taxation, through the threat and use of coercion and violence. Like, if you're bickering amongst yourselves and you're fighting amongst yourselves, like, the only, right. thing, the only thing I'd like to do is throw some fuel on that fire. Yes. <laughs> you know? Which is, which is why, like, the impeachment of Trump, for, for all its worth, I, I'm, like, I'm very hopeful that it sparks a bunch of retaliation. Okay. Right. Just back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you impeached our guy, then we're going to impeach your guy. Right. 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 And then they just tie themselves up fighting with each other and hopefully not passing any new laws. Yeah. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. We've got Rob in Vermont calling. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. I got to agree with Richie. I would really like to see, some, you know, more knockdown, drag out fights between the. Uh, between the two parties. Like, there, were, there was one that came close. What was it, a couple, two, three weeks ago? Bernie Sanders was overseeing the hearing, and, you know, guy that, you know, represented the, uh, uh, what was a Teamsters Union, I think. He challenged the senator to, you know, to stand his butt up. Well, no, it you was know, the other way around. It was the it. senator that challenged the Teamster. To do what? Oh, okay, that, Challenge them oh, to a fight. Nice. Because yeah, exactly. the, the the senator was like uh, like an independent plumber or something like in his past life, and the teamster was protecting the unions. He's like, we can do this like men, and we can just step outside. And the teamster guy's like, whenever you want to. And the guy goes, okay, let's just do it now. And then starts to get up and walk outside. And teamster guy's like, no, sit down, sit down, sit down. And then his boss, you know, tell to tell him to sit down and you're not going to go out and fight. Well, I guess we know who won oh, that. I'm, yeah, the senator. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The senator did hey. He was getting ready to take off his wedding band. He, you know, I, I mean, I think that we need to see more of this because yes. these people, they cause harm to all of us. Right. I think we you need know? to reclaim our heritage because back in the day... Congress would fist fight each other. Like, they'd go to Congress to vote with, like... What? Yeah, they would go to work with canes, with heavy balls on the top, because they might need to bash some skulls in. He said heavy balls. This is actually a a thing that we used to do in this country, and I think we should do more of it, because then they're fighting each other, and not all of us. Yeah, I want, like, if politicians have to exist, uh, particularly when they have an an inter-country conflict, right? Uh, They should not conscript the young, 
right? Give them guns and tell them to go fight people they've never met, whom they have no quarrel with, etc., and so on. No, instead, they should have the balls to get in the ring with one of these other lead, supposed leaders of the I'm supposed I'm glad you countries. guys are, like, finally coming on exactly. my side. Because fundamentally, <laughs> fundamentally, this is a man thing, right? You're challenged to a fight, yep. a fist fight. Yep. Right? Like, do you accept or not? I'll meet you right? at the football field at 345 after school, if man. If you say yes, you yeah. got to go. Yeah. Right. you got to go and either, you know, win or lose. Otherwise, you, fight. you lose. You like, lose. Like, if you don't show up to the fight, then you lost you that fight. Right, yeah. Yeah. And if, you, if that fight was an extension of an argument, then you lost that argument. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever your position was, you are now wrong. If these politicians were really leaders, which they're not, by the way, if you know the definition of leader, uh, if they were really leaders, though, they would be the first ones to pick up a gun and go and join whatever war du jour they happen to be sponsoring. Azov Battalion. Because they're already you know, Nazis. I think that, uh, that uh, the, you know, there's one person out there, I believe, that could straighten this all out, and that's Vernon Supreme. <laughs> oh, okay. Not where I thought you were going with not this, but only, all right. And look, not only do the people in the United States need Vernon Supreme, they deserve him. That's true. Well, that's true. We deserve Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme is a very good clown, but he's also a socialist clown, and we ought to keep that in mind. I Still. I, I don't know what I would do with my pony. Sell it. Like I Pony mean, meat. Sell it. Oh, I'd have to pony up for that. Yeah, the can't... first pony barbecue. Yeah, you can't sell a pony in that economy. You'd have Why to not? wait. Well, because they... the price of ponies has gone through the floor as soon as they were provided by the state. Yeah. Well, but someone wants two ponies. Or you wait. I mean, it's better than eating it. You wait until it becomes I know a horse. people who buy uh, food stamps. There's a market. Yeah. Rob, anything else? Yeah, I just want to end with something a little different, and that is is that, you know, there's been this problem with homelessness, you know, across the United States. It's it's really kind of sad. But, you know, I come to the, I thought about it today, and I said, you know, if they took that youth detention center that's over in Manchester mm-hmm. and got the kids out of there, mm-hmm. why not let the homeless people live there? Just a thought, that's all. It's a terrible thought. Rob, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. But what's wrong with that plan? What's wrong? Because that's on a, on a, on a similar level. That's what they're trying to do in like California with vacant hotel rooms. Well, you've got the room available. You're not filling up for the night. Let's just put homeless people in right. there. Yeah, and it's a violation of the hotel about, owner's property. But we're rights. talking about a government facility. Okay. I am all for putting the homeless in a government facility instead of it doing what it was doing. What, like well, jail? then just put them in jail. Yeah. Three hots and a bed. No, no, no. Like voluntarily. Mm. Like make it available if they want to go there. Not forcing them into that building. But hey, since we've decided to stop being horrible to children here and we've got some extra space, why can't here's that, a roof if you want it. Why can't that also be jail? You don't have to lock the cell door. Yeah. I mean, we Just don't... bring them food and give them a mattress. We don't really have a, a homeless problem. We have a houseless problem. The problem is, of course, the balance between uh, distribution uh, is caused because there's an imbalance of distribution and an over-regulation when it comes to markets. So 
Yeah. That is to say, there are enough vacant homes, apartments, et cetera, and so on. There are enough places, there are more than enough places for everyone in the United States to have their own place. But the distribution of said places sucks because mm. of overregulation, government interference, et cetera, and so on. Well, Inflation, people can't afford crap anymore. Well, and the biggest reason we have so many extra places is because the saving power of the dollar is non-existent. Right. So people, instead of saving in dollars, they save in stocks, they save in homes in this case. So there's way more houses built yep. than there actually is demand to buy them. Well, okay, so let's pause there then. What government regulation is keeping those prices inflated above the market level? Printing money. No, that's general inflation, right? If there's an if there's an over demand for houses, oh, so well, or oversupply, I should say, of houses, right? The the market should adjust to make that excess property, mm. right? And affordable if we had, for people who are demanding it. And if we could save in dollars, that's exactly what would happen. But saving in dollars is a, a losing bet. Well, yeah, you're talking about whether or not people people demanding the houses can save up enough to afford it. What I'm suggesting is that if with with an overabundance of supply, yeah. mm-hmm. the price should regulate down towards the demand, and you would all not things need. being equal. Well, but that's what's my, not my equal is that you don't have the ability to save, and since we don't have ordinary savings tools, which a, a decent dollar would be an ordinary savings tool. Sure, but since we don't have that. People find other ways to save, I got ways it. that don't devalue. But there's still an case, oversupply. The, uh, well, okay, so to to kind of assist you with your question, uh, f- so to Peakless's point, do you remember we did a, a a couple of times we talked about it here on Free Talk Live where like China. Uh, is buying all this real estate and building yeah. all these like condos or whatever? It was in and, the news and going again whether or not China right? Yeah, ghost yeah. cities. So that's happening here, but at, at a more micro level, right? Exactly. Uh, builders are buying plots of property, building a bunch of houses, townhomes, whatever it is. Not being able to sell it, making no money and, on it. Well, but they're sitting on it because the value of the real estate itself continues to increase. Okay. So it doesn't matter if it's if it's uh, purchased or not; they're still making money. How are you making in, money? In number because of dollars. The, right, because right? the... If they put $300,000 into a piece of property and no one buys it, no one rents it, in five years from now, that thing is still going to be worth like a couple hundred thousand dollars more. Well, okay. So they've made, quote unquote, They haven't made dollars. anything. You don't make anything until you sell it. They've increased the number, well, okay. They've increased the value right. on paper. But, but they right. can also now take out a loan against that. Okay. Right? So they have an asset that is worth something, even if it goes unoccupied. So then the other things that so get in the way. So is this a market incentive or is this a government incentive to continue to hold on to non, non-profitable non assets? But it is profitable. It's not profitable until they sell it. No, that no. he just went over this. Even if they don't sell it. The value they, goes up. I got it. Right. Yeah. They and, made no well, profit on that. Well, no, no. And not only not only can they get the profit if they chose to sell it, they would have they, to sell it. But they can take out a loan against that property, That's which not lets a them a hold on to the property Understood. and b get dollars. Understood. If but when there's you take a thing out a loan, that can get you dollars, when you take out a loan, you are in more debt. You have not made a profit. When when the uh, the price of acquisition is, and I'm just using three hundred thousand dollars for That's a nice fine. round I don't number. Care about the examples. Uh, the price of acquisition is three hundred thousand dollars. They take, 
you know, that's all it cost him, and they build, you know, two homes for that amount whatever. of money, whatever it is. Uh, and then in two years, that property is now worth $500,000. They have still made no profit. But then they take out a loan for $400,000. They are now $900,000 in the hole. Are they? Or have they just made 100000 No, because they sunk 300 into the property. Now they're negative 300 Because they can all they know they that built, they can sell for 100000 more than the loan sell. they're taking out. They cannot sell. That's the whole point. That's why there's an oversupply. If they can sell, they can take a profit. But if they're sitting on, if there's if there's an abundance of unsold homes yes. of which we're going to place these homeless people, right? Then 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 those homes are not an oversupply, right? They're they're they they can't put homeless people in them because the homeless people can't afford them. So they spent three hundred thousand dollars on the land. They put two houses on it, four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. right? And then they took out a loan for however much that got you to your nine hundred number. All of those is outflow of cash. Not one thing you have described is an inflow of cash. It's at not. All. No, you're right. It's not profit. Then how are you're, they making money? You're correct. Well, so so let's look at let's look at your example of selling the house for three hundred thousand. Okay. Okay. So well, how that much was their the, acquisition cost was three hundred thousand. Okay. Buy the property and buy the house. Okay. So let's or let's look at uh, uh, selling it for three hundred thousand or for five hundred thousand. Okay. Now, in either case, how much of that is going to go to taxes? Uh, I don't know. Make up a number. It a lot. Matter. Okay. A big old chunk of that is going to sure. go to taxes. Now, what do I want out of this deal? I want the uh, two or three or four or whatever hundred thousand dollars that I then get to spend on stuff. Right. But you would have had like, that already. That's what I want. I want purchasing power. I got now, it. if I can use the loan that I get on this to both, A, get the purchasing power, and B, not have to pay taxes, then it's even better than selling the property would have been for have what I actually want. Depends. St- well, okay. <laughs> well, but also so fair also, then. Well, and again, in general, so if I so if I borrow five hundred thousand uh, using my what cost me three hundred thousand. Yeah. Now, if I then turn around and I buy another three hundred thousand uh, dollar property, you're still in the negative by another three hundred thousand dollars. But I got to spend two hundred thousand dollars. You didn't get to spend it. You have to pay it. No, back. sure, I can totally spend it. But you have to pay it back. Sure, it's a loan. Sure, you have to earn it somewhere else. Right. And the hope but is that no, you'll I earn- just bought a new property that I that is now going to be worth another five hundred thousand. It's still paper money. You've made no money. All so money's far. paper. What matters well, is your ability to spend. All money is not paper. Okay. Well, that's true. It, but all dollars are paper. So let, on on paper, on the accounting books, you were in the negative at like every step of the way that, of the whole example. Yeah. You yes. But in actuality, I got to buy whatever I wanted that whole time. Right. And again, I got a, to buy my Ferrari. I got to eat out. I yes. got to do all the things that I wanted to do that I could have also done by selling the house. And paying the government, and under normal, or not under normal circumstances, you would have to generate money somewhere else to pay that loan back. Right, but this is how messed up the real estate market is. So I, I want to go back though to um, the uh, the things that I think are interfering with the real estate market, preventing uh, not just inflation, but like but preventing people from being able to get into houses. Did I just snort there? Wow, A little bit. Was weird. it okay? Oh, sorry. Um, Good morning. I'm trying to remember remember all of them. Uh, Freddie Mac, Fannie uh, Mae, Fannie Mae 
FHA. Okay. Uh, there's a few other ones that I can't think of, but those are the big three, I think. Uh, what these uh, things, what these acronyms do is allow people who otherwise couldn't afford <laughs> property to be able to get into property. And it encourages irresponsibility. Okay. Right. Uh, we saw this in 2008, uh, the housing collapse. Mm-hmm. Right before that thing happened, oh, my gosh, you could not get away from the commercials. They were on the radio, the television, the internet, everywhere about bad credit, no credit, horrible credit, don't make any money. We don't care. We'll give you a loan and get you in a house. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and so, it's coming around again because, as right. noted earlier, <laughs> people can't afford to get into a house. Right, right. Generally. So, so it's this never-ending cycle of, <laughs> oh, okay, the government overregulated. Now the government's going to step in and, and put out a program that you can qualify for. I hate that word, mm-hmm. qualify, because you're not really qualified. You're getting hornswoggled, is what you're doing. Right? Well, the so, taxpayers are getting hornswoggled. Oh the yeah, ho- the homeowner is getting a deal. Well, the, no, the whole homeowner is getting uh, a property with which they cannot afford. Or the, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, so they're picking your pocket with one hand, handing half of it to you with the other. Well, okay, if you want to talk about taxes, fine. But in general, like right now, I could, I could afford a mortgage for a much nicer place mm-hmm. than my rent. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, rent is higher than a mortgage. Generally, generally speaking. But I don't but I can't save up the down payment right. for a house on my own, right? But if I if I had zero down right. and had lower payments on the mortgage than right. I have on my rent, I would be ahead right. immediately. Right. Right. And at some point, because I now can afford it, I have more disposable income. I have I can make all the payments on the house for thirty years or whatever the term is. As long as I keep my job, you know, all things being equal. That's no longer the case. Uh, and just in the last year or two, when the interest, you know, interest rates or whatever were hyped Dep- faster than at any time in history. So, so, like right now, it used to be that uh, an individual making $60,000 a year uh, could qualify for a mortgage on something around the average price in the U.S. Okay. Right? So, we're talking $250,000 property. Okay. For example, uh, that has now gone up to like almost a hundred thousand dollars. So unless you're making a hundred grand a year as an individual, you ain't even going to qualify for a mortgage. Right. Under under standard banking laws. Right. Right. But you have these government programs, no money down, very low interest, and all of a sudden, people who couldn't qualify yeah, for a regular loan, right, but are now offered this, and if if they're in I, a similar situation as I am. Can afford a house now. As I understand it, no, you can't because without the 20% down, your mortgage now exceeds rent. Okay. Right? Because you're putting no money down, it has to come out somewhere. No, it comes right? in the value of the home that I buy. And right. it may not, no, it I understand may not be that, like but, the nicest home on the block. But you're not going to get the, the below rent mortgage rate without putting a substantial down payment. Right. You're gonna get you're gonna get a mortgage that is either at or above what you're paying in rent because of the zero down. Depends on the value of the home that I buy. And what I'm suggesting the price of the home. Yes. Not the value. Yeah. The price depends on the price of the home that I buy. Right. I can buy a home, right, with a lower mortgage than my rent and be better off than like the one bedroom I'm in now. Mm. Not right now a, you can't. 
What are you talking about? Well, so for one thing, right now, no one is leaving their homes because they'll have to refinance, and refinancing now is the sucker's bet. Well, let's just say you make sixty grand a year and you can qualify for a mortgage with government help at zero down. The interest rate that you're going to have right now is going to put that mortgage at about what you're paying for rent anyway. Which means I can still afford it because I don't miss rent. 603-283-6160. Have you been hosed on property because of government regulation? Give us a call. Let us know. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist, libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com, 101reasonsfilm.com. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Uh, We still have to talk about libertarianism. Is it a dangerous and ineffective political philosophy? Dun, dun, dun. And it seems well, almost, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but let's just go to it anyway. <laughs> it's Skeeter calling from his mom's basement somewhere in California. Oh, the right word, but it's important. Yeah, that's, yeah, not only is it uh, a dangerous idea, it's the most dangerous idea. What's dangerous about more it? So than, more so than communism and democracy themselves. Wow. Well, but you repeat yourself. The 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 danger is that it's inefficient, and um, the fact that more well, inefficient than communism—that's that's really yeah. funny. It's comedy. Uh, let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you why. I mean, communism is inefficient. In, sure, uh, communism murders people across the globe, yeah, but fine. this will be inefficient because uh, the, the inefficiency is much less intense with libertarianism, but it lasts a much longer time. <laughs> so. And, and well, that, that's because communism, delayed. everybody starves so, in the first few years. So, so there the is that. Damage, so, you know, the total damage is pretty much the same. If you have, if you have an intensity of inefficiency that's twice as the other, but the, the lesser lasts twice as long, you suffer the same amount of damage. But what's, what's more dangerous is that it delays your recovery process. I feel and like he's describing statism. Is dangerous. Mm. No, I'm... 
the inefficiency is the non-aggression principle. The market uses aggression as a tool. It only cares about evolutionary profit. You could be forcing people to give you money instead of trading voluntarily. And here's the thing. Here's another thing why I hate libertarianism. You guys keep... Hate. Saying this he mantra hates. that you keep you keep saying this mantra that taxation is theft and it's not. It's extortion, technically. It's not. It's not even extortion. Yes, it is. It's the price you pay leave. for civilized society, Kevin. No, it isn't. No, extortion is the leave. price That's you pay for civilized society. It's completely voluntary. No, it isn't. <laughs> you guys can this is this is collective property. It was it was fought for and defended and developed by the citizen uh, collective of the United States. I did not fight for or develop it. If you don't like it, you can renounce citizenship and leave. Not without paying. I already already debunked. Yeah, I can't afford paying. Yeah, I can't afford to do that. Yeah. Yep. It costs too much to renounce your citizenship. Yeah, yeah, you can't. No, you can't. Plus, it's, it's plus, only, why, only, why should I have to leave? They're the ones who suck. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't like the rules that set forth by this collective that developed this land and protected. I never consented to anything. It does like not it. protect no me. It endangers my existence. So it leave. is presently Let's... poking a fight with a nuclear power. It is endangering my presence. That's not protecting me. It's the opposite. So Just leave then. If you're so scared of the government and nuclear war, why don't you leave? Why don't you leave? You can because the only thing worse than you. American <laughs> domestic policy I'll tell you, is American Skeeter. forest policy. I'll tell you why, Skeeter. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I will tell you why I don't leave. Because the lottery of birth should not violate consent. It's not a lottery. It is a lottery. Where where I'm where I am born is just chance, it's not right? A lottery. It's total chance. Someone if I'm born here in the United States. And somebody else is born in Iraq or Africa or China, right? It's a complete happenstance. I get no choice. I got no choice. Now, the reason that I won't leave, Skeeter, I'm going to put you on hold. The reason I don't leave is because there is nowhere on planet Earth that is not claimed by a government. There is nowhere for me to go. And I'll repeat what I said, just in case it went over. No, I won't. There's nothing in anarcho-capitalism that says you have a right to land. Is there? What does that have to do with that? There is something in anarcho-capitalism that says I have a right to security in my own body. Like, no one is allowed to assault me or blow me up or put me in jail when I haven't harmed anybody. If there was a place, if there was a place, Skeeter, I've had enough. All right. Skeeter, if there was a place on planet Earth where there was no government, I can tell you, and, and I could live, I could tell you I would be there. But right. every grain of property is claimed by a government on planet Earth currently. Who did they buy it from and why did they have the right to it? So two things. I'll repeat what I said earlier because he was, you know, talking over. I, I hung up on him. I, I, yeah. Oh, I wanted you to mute him again so I could get it out. Yeah. Um, the reason you don't leave America is because the only thing worse than American domestic policy is American foreign policy. <laughs> it's true. Like you That's are in fact. danger here. It's a scientific fact. You are much more danger there, wherever yeah. there happens to be, depending on the whims of politicians. And I will bring up, I don't know if I put this in the show prep or where I, you know, if it just, I came across it. Um, there was a dude, and I forget where, um, might have been South America, whatever. Yeah. And he was living in a cave for 26 years. Mm-hmm. And then the government found out. 
And they said, sir, you have not paid your taxes for 26 years. Uh, You need to get out of that cave. Yep. And then, you know, so the where can you go? Yeah. Right. In the middle of the wilderness, in a cave for 26 years, unmolested by the state. Yep. Right up until the point they found out. Yep. And then they immediately go and molest this guy. Like, oh, wait, we got to yeah. get this guy. He hasn't paid any taxes. In yeah. 26 years. Yeah. And and I got to say, anyone who's like, well, if you're so worried about nuclear war, why don't you leave, does not comprehend the nature of nuclear weapons. Yes. Like, you can't run from a nuclear bomb. They bro. can put so much dust in the air that no plant gets to live. Yeah. And then we all starve. Speaking of living Japan's in Japan's fine. Speaking of what? living Japan's in caves. fine. No, Japan is not fine. There are... If you block out the sun, we all die. Yeah, that I mean, that's generally the consensus. There are some some people who think that a uh, uh, you know a minor subset of people would survive underground for some period of time, depending on how fortified and how far down their bunkers are, or if they you know escape to like caves and stuff like that. Wishful uh, thinking. You know, they they may survive there. May this I'm is just... all may. I'm just M-A-Y. saying, the only country that has been hit by nuclear weapons in modern history, right, is currently doing just fine. The country? Japan. Is it now? Generally, yes. Do you know anything about what's been going on in Japan? Yeah, they're, I mean, like, if there's a, a, a financial disaster waiting to happen that's bigger than the USD, I think it's Japan. And you're saying that that's related to them being nuked in 1940s? Yes. Uh, Yes, their financial situation has everything to do with their unconditional surrender to the United States. Go on. Well, everything that has existed in Japan for the last 60 years has been the effect of their unconditional surrender to the United States and the position that that put them in in world economic terms. At one point in time, at least in the 80s, they were pretty high on the economic terms ladder. Right, like they're, they're relative they're, to they're, the United States. They're a technological powerhouse. They like there. There's not all these yeah. mutated children like running around Japan, and they're possibly going to die as a people, based on the demographic shifts that have happened in their society. Because like, we they nu- are in because a the bad United way. States nuked them in 1940. It's a big part of it. Yeah, like 80 years. They have 80 years to figure this out. And you're saying, like, because they were nuked, they shifted their own demographic yeah. and so, didn't alter their public policy in any way to accommodate for yeah. it. Yeah, so Japan is, is fundamentally a warrior culture. And when you remove the army from the possibility of a warrior culture, then they have lost their identity. And once a culture has lost its identity, it can no longer effectively survive. And this has been the slow, painful death of Japan that happens when you take a warrior culture and tell them you're not allowed to have a military. Okay. Uh, I don't don't know enough about Japanese culture to speak intelligently about that. What I can say is that Japan is a state, just like every other country. Okay. Right? And... It's making all the same horrible decisions that every other state is making. There's not a government on planet Earth that is not in debt. Okay. Well, then I would suggest (laughs) if that's the case, right, then the source of that is still not the two nuclear weapons that were dropped on Japan. Uh, it, It might be they may have borrowed faster 
as a result in order to recover from the bombs. Okay. Right. So they may have gotten themselves into the, the monkey see monkey do of every other state where now it's a central bank and they borrow from it and they tax the people and yeah. all that kind of crap. It, it may have accelerated their debt because of their recovery. I, I don't sure. know that for a fact, but that's the only I'm kind of grasping at straws here. That's the only thing I could think of was that they had to accelerate their borrowing to recover. And at least through the 80s, technological financial powerhouse. They certainly were. I, I know uh, when computers were first coming out, right? Apple IIe and IBM and all that kind of stuff. It was Japan. Japan was blazing the trail for the after rest of having the world. been bombed by two nuclear weapons. Yeah. 40 yeah, years gonna, earlier. I'm going to make the argument that they were not a uh, an economic powerhouse during the 80s. It's simply that the American system was showing its cracks during that period of time. That is where America went through the bust part of the cycle. Like a bunch of plumbers. Okay. Showing its cracks. <laughs> but still, the, the, the technology, right, at that time for, around the world was mostly coming out of Japan. In, in a handful oh, of Oh, yeah, they're, industries. they're definitely, they have been and continue to be a technological powerhouse, for sure. But that doesn't make them an economic powerhouse, and it doesn't mean that they have a society that has a likelihood to continue forward. Okay. It's Well, it's also funny that you mentioned that the warrior culture, like you can't pivot away from a warrior culture and survive if we're trying to get to a peaceful society in a world of peace. One would hope we could. Well, then, then they ought pivot right into something more peaceful and i kind of feel like they have i mean you know when's the last time you saw a grip of samurai <laughs> right well the, i mean the yakuza is still a thing but whatever yeah, okay all right. but that's well and that's, you know. and that's the thing they haven't had the opportunity to pivot as a people they were forced to stop their development well but being a technological powerhouse shortly thereafter means that they got back on track fairly quickly yeah, but I think that had to do with just conforming. Conforming to what? Everybody else to, can conform. To statism, right? To uh, the rest of the planet's version of statism, right? I think Japan was doing stuff differently. As opposed enough. to having an emperor? Well, I, Basically, you know, yeah. I, okay. Benevolent dictator is still better than anything else on planet Earth, including the United States of America and their BS voting apparatus. I mean... Popularity contest! Fair enough. And if that's the claim then they would have been even further along than they were, which was kind of peak in the 80s. Yeah. I don't know enough. I don't know enough to to really counter anything I don't think you have to know else. much. You just have to, like, follow the logic. Yeah, their entire identity since that event has been in relationship to the United States. Okay. Rather than having their own unique identity. Got it. And... If you're saying that they would have been better off keeping their own identity, right? Then there they would have, then that's the opportunity cost of where they are now, which is still way further along than a lot of other places. What if a culture could pivot to something more peaceful, to something more voluntary, to something that didn't violate consent? Do you think that would be dangerous and ineffective? You still got to defend it. Ah, libertarianism. This is from uh, medium.com. The belief that personal freedom is the highest value, government intervention is the worst, and the free market is the answer to all problems. That is not what libertarianism is. No. Uh, just to make it clear, uh, this author sounds like he doesn't get it already. It yeah, sounds and, and good you'll in notice. theory, 
but in practice, it's dangerous and ineffective, according to this author. Yeah, and you'll notice, as with pretty much every critique of libertarianism, they never want to take on the non-aggression principle. I mean, for all of the stupidity of his arguments, Skeeter will at least take on the non-aggression principle. Yeah. Now, there's, it's a really hard it's hard to argue against the the idea that is so intuitive that you figured it out in kindergarten. <laughs> it was kindergarten. taught to you in kindergarten, yeah. for that matter. It's just, it was taught to you in different words. Right. Yeah. But at least he tries to take on the actual idea, whereas something like this, they can't take on a simple, obvious idea that instead of hitting each other and threatening each other and stealing from each other, we should have voluntary interactions instead. They can't take that on. Instead, they're going to couch it in these terms of like, oh, well, you just think the market can solve everything. <laughs> and it's like, well, if by the market you mean voluntary human interaction, yes, I think that voluntary human interaction yeah. can solve any problem. I, 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 maybe I missed something because I thought I heard the same words that you guys said. Read that. Read what you said again. And then I, I want to know what specifically you guys take issue with as, as far as it being a part of libertarianism. Okay. Uh, well, so this author goes on. I'm, I'm, okay, I'll read the first paragraph again. The belief that personal freedom is the highest value. Okay. We good with that? Are we? Is personal are you, are you freedom the highest value? No. No, absolutely not. I, I don't think not. it's the highest value, but it is a value. Okay. So so that's that's part of the issue. And, and plenty of people don't like this about so libertarianism. So qualifying it as the highest value you object to. Absolutely. But personal Absolutely. freedom is high up there. Yeah, it is a value. Very high. Okay. But, yeah. All right. And and this is one of the things that a lot of people hate about libertarianism is that, well, you don't have a suggestion of exactly what we should do. And you're right. So number So a libertarian can certainly have a value much higher that like service to God might be your highest value and you be a libertarian. Or maybe it's eating as much chocolate as you can possibly eat in one lifetime, and that is your highest value. Both of those can exist in libertarianism. Okay. So, number one, the belief that personal freedom is the highest value. That's, yeah. All right. Government intervention is the worst. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, historically, anyway. Okay. Like, it seems like I'm all of the, I'm just making sure I of, heard what you said right the first All of the, the hugely time. bad stuff is a result of government, and to me, that makes it the worst. All right. If we're going to argue degrees, fine. We yeah, can so argue far, that is that is the part that I agree with the most. And, okay. I, have, I have quibbles. But and I'm, the free market is the answer to all problems. N- no, it's not the answer to all problems. Well, I mean, we jokingly, before the show went on the air, was make, you know, jo- with Ernie Hancock's phrases, freedom's the answer, what's, what's the, the question? What's the question, right. Right, and when you have freedom in the market to solve problems, that's uh, typically better than coercion. Yeah, like what do you mean by the free market? That's a fair if question. If you mean, right. okay. if you mean voluntary human interaction, then yes, right, it is the solution to everything. Okay, not a government regulated market, which but is let, let's see not if the author free. defines it differently. Okay, uh, so then the author says, let's start by explaining what libertarianism really is. Which I think we've just gone That's over. That's funny. I thought you already did. It's a political philosophy that advocates for minimal government intervention in economic and social affairs. Ah, uh, I mean, any objections? Yes. I, I, okay. I, I, Go on. Yes. Okay. So first off, minimal is still existent. Understood. So uh, number two, 
libertarianism as compared to voluntarism, which is the most libertarian thing. So libertarianism argues that you should have less. Okay. Wherever you're at, you should have less government interference. I mean, even even the original declaration for the Free State Project, right, was limit the role of government to maximizing whatever, whatever, whatever. To like, no greater than... Uh, well, whatever it was, defense, courts, etc. Whatever, and, and that like, and that gives us the minimal role of government. Well, my my even is defined by people who move for the free state. My program. problem with this phrasing uh, is stuff like all right. Okay. Uh, it's it's a political philosophy that advocates for minimal government intervention in just these two areas: economic and social affairs. Right. I mean. Uh, that's kind of a broad umbrella that could cover most things, but yeah. human existence is far more than economic and social affairs. Granted, but even, even again, the Cato's presentation of the freedom in the 50 states covers two areas, right? Personal freedom and, and economic freedom. Like, yeah. Those are the two. Those are the two big ones. But he also says that it advocates for minimal government inter- intervention and... I don't know. Does it? Yeah, no. The Does framing, it advocate no, minimal? No, no. The framing because, there. Like, for, for me, I advocate none. Exactly. But then again, I'm not necessarily a, quote, libertarian, unquote. I'm an anarchist. No, no, no. You are a libertarian. You happen to be an anarchist, which is a subcategory. So, so it's kind of like whiskey. Li- like like right. not all bourbon. No, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Exactly. And so uh, all anarchists are libertarian, but not all libertarians are anarchists. Correct. Right. Because okay. for the anarchists, the minimal is zero. Right. Right. For libertarians, it's like, well, maybe but, we do need. But see, schools. but that's not minimal to me. That's none. That's, that's different fine, than minimal. Right. right? Well, the, like, the, the minimum amount of alcohol you can drink in a night is zero. Yeah, and and with all of this, no, you don't even you haven't drank any. That's why it's zero. That's not an amount. Okay. So it's minimal amount and not an amount are different. All right. And, and right here, you're already making things more complicated than you need to make them. What we're arguing for is less. Okay. Less government. Now, we can quibble amongst ourselves as to whether that means none or we should stop before none. I was just thinking, man, there needs to be a politician whose name is like Lester so that he can be like, less government. No, because then yeah. you just call him Lester Molester and it'd be an accurate statement. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of the issues is that if we ever got to like a, the night watchman state or, or constitutionalism or what have you, now at that point, constitutionalists and minarchists would no longer be libertarians. Oh my gosh, this next statement is just... Okay. Uh, They'd be centrists at that point. All right, all right here we go. The author continues, the idea is that individuals should be free to make their own choices without government interference. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah. He continues, though, and says, but here's the thing. That sounds great if you're a wealthy individual with power and privilege. For the rest of us, it's not so great. Ah. He's arguing that your freedom to make your own choices without government interference is not so great. Because this guy isn't wealthy and he has no power or privilege? Well, those of us who have less stuff would have to not steal it from you. And that's just not so great for the rest of us. I feel like the first part is close enough. I mean, we're quibbling over very minute details. No, that second part, though, is like, what? Come on, man. Like, as a poor person, uh, which I have been many times in my life, particularly before I left the Seattle area, even though I was making... Uh, what, you know, is good money now, uh, when I was living there, I was still freaking poor. Yeah. 
Um, so here, here uh, when, he's when getting I, into the when I, when I got into the philosophy of freedom and the economic portion of it, all of a sudden I realized that it was up to me to make my life better. Nobody was going to come to my rescue and make it better for me. I had to take personal responsibility for improving my own life. And so with that came a great deal of mental freedom because I was like, oh, I am free to do this. I don't have to wait on anybody else. I don't have to wait for times to change. I don't have to wait for government to interact. I don't have to sign up for a pro. I need to make changes. I need to take the initiative. I need to make my life better. I need to improve my life. And the only person that's going to do it is me. Yep. So, Captain... You could just steal that from other people. Well, you could if you don't have it. Uh, yeah, you know. But I'm, you know, sorry. you got to go get a, it from someone I, that I, does. I, I'm, well, not, I'm not a this, thief, yo. Sorry. Well, this author is clearly about to make that argument, only they're going to make it sound a lot better than that. Let's hear what this author uh, has to say further. The dangers of libertarianism are many. When dun, dun, individuals dun. are left to their own devices, inequality grows and society becomes more and more stratified. It's survival. <laughs> More stratified than having one group of people that get to monopolize violence and then the rest of us. It's survival of the fittest. But instead of being based on actual strength, it's based on wealth and power. Oh, you mean like we have today with the state where the wealthy and the powerful control everybody? This guy's a freaking moron. Sorry, I'm getting upset. Well, no, they're good. That's why I picked it. No, the author is clearly not like taking into account that with the state in place, these wealthy people that they're so concerned about can buy politicians. Right, and do. and do, and in fact, every politician gets bought by multiple rich people in order to do their bidding in office. Yeah, that's it... the system we have now. Right. It's amazing. Earlier today, we were talking about this old clip from Joe Biden in the seventies where they asked him how politics works. And he admitted on air, on TV in the 70s that it was basically lobbying. Well, whoever brings me the most amount of money, I'm going to favor them. And he got elected in the <laughs> 70s by being honest about it. Well, didn't Obama say that... Uh, monopoly on force? Yeah, yeah. government yeah. is a monopoly on violence. Mm-hmm. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. Hour number three of Free Talk Live, still to come. Chalupa, it's time for our number three of tonight's edition of Free Talk Live. How about you stop telling me what to do with my property? Nerds. <laughs> we are kind of nerds, it's true. Freedom nerds, if you will. The telephone number, if you'd like to join us tonight, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. We've been talking about this. Obviously not libertarian written article from medium.com. I want I want people to call in if they agree with this joker. That claims the dangers of libertarianism are many. And not you skeezy. <laughs> skeezy. When individuals are left to their own devices, inequality grows. Does it? 
Does it, though? Do you have evidence of this author? Well. And society becomes more stratified. What is stratified? Even if inequality grew, not my problem. Yeah. Right? If I put more work, more labor, provide more value to society, and reap the benefits of that, then you, tough. Like, there's no such thing as equality. Even even one man is not equal to himself on different days. Well said. How can I be equal to anybody else? How can anybody else be equal to me? Like, all of the time. You can't do that from an institutional perspective. You can't even do it from a human perspective. So equality ought not be the goal. Correct. Yeah, there is only one way to make people equal. Kill them. Then they will all be equally dead. Um, Short of that, we will never be equal. All politicians should be equal. Except we could have equal rights. And that right is unequal in its manifestation because we have different property. I've done different things with my life than you have. That gives me different rightful property than you. Just for our readers who don't know, the meaning of stratified is formed, deposited, or arranged in stable layers or strata. I'm going to say for our hosts who don't know as well. Thank you. Our, our host who didn't know? No, I, I'm, unless, you're, <laughs> unless you're also talking about me. No, I'm talking about me. <laughs> okay. I, like, I know why you looked like, it up. But. Like to me, stratified means, oh, that guy's got a couple of uh, Fender Stratocasters. Okay. Right? These are guitars, right? Yeah. He's stratified, right? You know, Better yeah. than getting fendered. It, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, the author continues, it's survival of the fittest, but instead of being on an actual strength, it's based on wealth and power. No, it isn't. Oh, my gosh. This author is so mm, misguided. How is how is libertarianism based on wealth and power? Yeah, that's a tough sell, even amongst modern libertarians who like, aren't the wealthiest people around. I could see how somebody uh, gets exposed to something like anarcho-capitalism, right, and and could be of the belief that it's based on uh wealth okay right because of the capitalism portion of anarcho-capitalism sure. right uh people will equate this to like the ferengi from uh all the star trek uh, the, the reboots uh, enterprise not enterprise but uh deep space nine voyager that kind of a thing where like the ferengi are sort of the anarcho-capitalists right okay. they're, they're guided by the rules of acquisition and like all they care is they're about is their gold-pressed latinum bars right that's their number one thing that they care about is like how much money am i making and you know that kind of a thing i so, mean if you want to increase like your lifestyle that's the way to do it yeah you have to become wealthy to yeah. increase your lifestyle yes uh however this author says it's based on wealth and power now, okay. I don't know what he means by power. It's clearly not power. I assume political power is what he means here. And if that's the case, then no, that's not what libertarianism is based upon. Yeah, this is a great argument if the only libertarians you've ever heard of are the Koch brothers. Which for a lot of people, that's it. Because they're, they're the wealthy libertarians. They're the only wealthy libertarians that the general public can point at and go like, well, don't look at those libertarians. Right. It's nobody else. Like, we're, you know, the crypto bros maybe, but most of them are, like, in hiding. Right, yeah. Uh, And when the rich get richer, the article continues, when the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, it's not just morally bankrupt, it's also bad for the economy. Agree! And that's what's happening now. Like, he's describing what's happening now, not what happens with libertarianism. There is literally only one way for the rich to get richer and the poor to get poorer, and that's with force. 
Because if you take force out of the equation, the poor will also get richer. Yeah. Anyway, the article continues. So sure, libertarianism may sound like a good idea. But when you scratch beneath the surface, it's really just an outdated political philosophy that only benefits those at the top. You mean like every other political, political philosophy? Yeah. <laughs> oh Democracy doesn't. <laughs> he goes on to say libertarianism is a political philosophy that promotes individual freedom and a limited government. Or, as I like to say, no government. Yeah. However, as appealing as it may sound... It is a dangerous and ineffective ideology that fails to address the complexities of modern society. I was listening to a different podcast earlier today, and you know, uh, again, one of the hosts repeated the uh, the misinformation that you you need government regulation to maintain a free market. <laughs> you, just wanna, you just want to reach to the phone, oh, strangle him. Now that sounds like a warm-up for some serious mental gymnastics. Yep. I was thinking of, uh, is there an example of a free market uh, that exists today that is available to the general public? Uh, well, whatever the current iteration of the Silk Road or okay. the and, Dark Okay, and that is. was one of them I thought of, but I thought of another one. Okay. Craigslist. All right. That is an online marketplace that is, I mean, outside of the fact they made them take down the ads for hookers and porn and stuff like that. Like there I think, used well, to be. Craigslist voluntarily did that after Backpage got taken down. They complied sure. with authorities who were probably going to come after them and force them to take it down anyway. So they just and were like, yeah, we don't want to deal with it. We'll just take it down. But my, my percentage on casual encounters was very low to begin with, so I'm not missing much. But my point is, is that here is a an online marketplace that is completely unregulated otherwise. Mm, right? Well. You can sell whatever you want on there. Well, so, f- no. Yeah, no, for, try selling a massage. Uh, well, I can't because I don't, I don't have one to sell. I think from personal experience, he's saying that he tried to yeah. offer his services yeah. on Craigslist. And yeah, shut as, a, as a result well, of the sure, illegality that... of uh, prostitution right? Yeah, and the fact that you can't just go ahead and offer prostitution because it's illegal and because people will use massage as a code word for prostitution, you thus cannot offer pr- massage on Craigslist. Pick list of prostitutes. I, yeah, I mean... No. <laughs> okay, there are caveats, but outside of that, like, Craigslist is the only place that I'm aware of online outside of the Silk Road or something, you know, that you got to have Tor and, you know, a bunch of secure stuff okay. in order to access, right? Just like you just go to it from any browser that has a little box you can check that says cryptocurrency okay. Mm. And if somebody is okay with taking cryptocurrency for whatever product they're selling, uh, they will put that in their ad and you can filter by that. And if you want to spend cryptocurrency buying stuff off Craigslist, you can. Okay. That's true. And that's amazing. So I'll caveat that. But that doesn't quite make it a free market. I'll no. say the freest market then. Y- yeah. It, amongst other non-free markets. Right. Sure. Right. But as Pekla said, the, that's not the only category, right, that you're not allowed and they will block and they right. have algorithms that prevent. and. Right. Anyway, this guy goes on to say more crap. Um, It says, libertarianism, with its emphasis on individualism, fails to recognize the importance of cooperation and collective action in society. We couldn't possibly 
Like, huh? more than one of us do a thing without being forced to. How does, how does he come to the conclusion that it fails to recognize the importance of cooperation? I mean, if I have an idea for a new product, right, and I want to put that product out on the market, I'm going to need to cooperate with a bunch of people to make that happen. Right. I don't, well, yes, and I don't, I think that's extra to libertarianism. What do you mean? That exists regardless of your political environment. Okay. Mm, no, no. So, uh, cooperate being the key word there. So, if you use the power of the state to simply coerce people into doing what you want, then you can get a bunch of people to, say, build your product. I got it. But under our current status paradigm, if I come up with the idea for a new product, mm -hmm. I do have to cooperate regardless of whether or not I'm a libertarian. No, no. Again, oh, if your product is something that you can get the state to coerce people to do, then you don't have to cooperate with anyone. Yes, and I would still have to cooperate with someone, even if that's the state. Well, okay, yeah, that's true. And in fact, many businesses are forced, if you will, to cooperate with the state. And let's also be realistic. As a new entrepreneur, your first your first move is not let me go get the state's permission to shut down my competitors, right? Like that happens later as you get bigger right. and more involved with the state. No, system. no, that is not true. So, uh, well, hold on. So, uh, patents. In their absolute fundament are that, getting the power of the state to shut down your competitors. Okay. Before they even exist. And before... Like the, that's how patent law works. Before you get the patent, you have to cooperate with the manufacturer to get a prototype made. These are facts. Unless you put a gun to their head. Which you wouldn't do because you don't have the back end of the state yet. And you probably want to use that guy again to, like, after you get your patent to go ahead and start production. Maybe. What if, some places that are some, just, what if you're just a senator and you're like, this is a great idea. <laughs> you build yes. this or you will anger me, a uh, senator. Yes. You they will probably, and this isn't cooperation doing it, yes. but they will probably do exactly what you want, sir. You can come up with all these examples, and I don't, I don't believe that that's how the average entrepreneur starts their business. I'm just going to read this enough. author's uh, next paragraph, and then I'm done reading this story. Aww. Uh <laughs> He says, libertarianism, with its emphasis on individualism, fails to recognize the importance of cooperation and collective action in society. Extreme individualism, which libertarianism promotes, can lead to selfishness and a disregard for the common good. Yeah, I'm okay with that, though. Can it? Like, extreme individualism? Like, what's that? Well. As opposed to individualism? Anything is, that is not laid down in that, the Communist Manifesto. Is that a bunch of individuals drinking Mountain Dew? It's no. extreme. <laughs> no, no. That's a bunch of individuals going off grid and farming for their family alone. That's extreme. That's extreme. extreme. No, that's just how it's been done for thousands of years. No. Well, at some point, you overproduce and you trade with your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. That's not extreme individualism anymore. That's cooperation with a neighbor. Yes, and common good. Well... Common, common good is usually defined by those in charge. So okay, the but way like, he's the way he's using common good means that you know if if I don't want to sell to the starving guy, right? I don't have to, but he would be. But society would be better off if I gave him food. Right, but in your example of you know a bunch of people off grid, you know overproducing, and so now they're trading with their neighbors. Yep. 
their neighbors are well part of the common sure and they're doing a solid with their neighbors because now both parties win in the transaction yep but so once you that's start good doing, once you start doing that though you're no longer extreme individualist oh i see you put down the mountain dew and I've here's got, the thing. I've got so much Mountain Dew at my house that I didn't even realize I had. Really? Just sitting under a table like, look at all of this goodness. Are you an extreme individualist? It's, it's, it's some pretty vibrant colors in the box there. I'm going to have to drink some. Well, and, and these are the misconceptions we have to deal with, right? So that it is fundamentally individualist is actually not true. You can be as collectivist as you want. You just can't use threats yep. to do it. As long as it's voluntary. Right. And the common good is exactly we why we want a consistent set of rules. From who? Hmm? From who? Everyone. Oh, okay. Everyone. The consistent set of rules of property rights right. applying to everyone, for everyone. Enforced that is what by? we believe will be the common good. Enforced by? Everyone. All right. I feel like this who, article. Who voluntarily wants to enforce it. I feel like this... Possibly through being paid as a security force. I feel like this article... And possibly was, just through being your neighbor. ...was written by, like, somebody like Scooter. What's Who's who's the who's the author? Uh, Maybe it is Scooter. <laughs> uh, it was written by somebody calling themselves Homeless Romantic. Okay, so it could be Scooter. PhD rocket surgeon and aspiring troglodyte. Definitely not Scooter, then. Why? Well, rocket surgeon? Well, and certainly not a PhD, although yeah. whether or not this person is a PhD, right? You know, okay. brain scientist, rocket surgeon, right? Whatever. You know, that's the yeah. joke. Okay. Right? Uh, all right, moving along. Oh, we wanted to talk about this. Pins- uh, oh, okay. This, uh, mm-hmm. I me, tried. Let me find it. What? I've, whatever Peakless had for FinCEN or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you still have that? Or? Yeah, sure. Uh, is it on the tip of your fingers? More or less. Or should I... Should I babble on for a minute or so so that you can find it? Just vamp for a moment. Uh, some of the headlines this week uh, that haven't, you know, really made it to the speed run, the speed headline run? speed run. Or well, speed we're, we're going to cherry pick. Okay. Uh, the James O'Keefe releases bombshell undercover report exposing China's operation of a bio lab in California. Okay. What could possibly go wrong? It would be, be called the American virus instead of the Wuhan flu. Uh, right. It would be called like the... Uh, instead of the American-run virus American, factory in China? In, instead of COVID, it's like avocado. Okay. <laughs> California roll. <laughs> Something like that. California virus toast. Uh, that one really gets me. Why Why is China operating a biolab in California? Like, at all. Because they bought the land and set it up, and that's part of the American dreams that anyone's allowed to do that, even if it's a foreign national. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not legal. Go on. So, for example, uh, we have some pretty strict rules uh, regarding what kind of research you're allowed to do and okay. what you're not. Basically coming down to you're not allowed to make bioweaponry. Okay. And well, it's a bio lab. Doesn't say they're exclusively using it for weaponry. Okay, they could be using it to come up with more number two stories for our Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. <laughs> I mean, okay, so the United States is generally more restrictive on scientific research than China. Fact. Which, okay, 
So if they were doing something so egregious, right, in the bioweapons, manufacturing, whatever, yeah, yeah. they ought just stay in China yeah. than raising ire in, in America. Yeah. And they know from the Wuhan flu, right, that if they develop it in China, they can still distribute it in America. Wasn't all that difficult. So I'm not, I'm not overly concerned, right? You, you have an international corporation with a, with a facility in the United States. Sounds pretty reasonable to me. How about this headline that uh, didn't make it in the mainstream media? Uh, Joe Rogan says anyone who tells him to trust the experts can hmm his hmm. Ah, hmm uh, his hmm. Y- yes, can perform right. uh, oral sex upon him. Okay. COVID taught him that the so-called experts are all bought and paid for. Yeah. I, like, on one hand, I'd like to think that Joe Rogan knew that before COVID, but, eh, it's his own statement. So. Joe Rogan is an independent thinker, right? On the one hand, he says some very libertarian things on occasion. Yep. And then he went and, like, endorsed Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I so. I know. But I'd like to think that he was aware that the so-called experts are all bought and paid for ahead of time before COVID, right? Yeah. Like he he sort of had an inkling, had some clue prior to that. But well, if he didn't, well, more power to That's him. the transition from conspiracy theory to conspiracy fact, right? I have a gut feeling that isn't everything isn't on par, right? And yep. then COVID hits, and you go like, I knew it. Now that, there's, there's evidence. Now there's evidence. Right. Okay. I don't need a gut feeling anymore. Now I have evidence. Uh, did you find the thing? I didn't need. What, what are we talking about, Peakless? So this, uh, this from the Federal Register, proposal of special measure regarding convertible virtual currency mixing as a class of transactions of primary money laundering concern. Ah, uh, the coin mixing apps. The, that, that's a whole lot of words. What it is. is it what is. is so that's that's from the government. They don't they don't like being parsimonious. What's the layman's translation there? Uh, they are they are suggesting that they regulate cryptocurrency in this way. In in what way? How are they like? It's if you my mix understanding. Your, if you mix your currencies, yeah, through one of those currency blenders, sure, to hide the source or. Uh, end point, yep. right, then you are participating in money laundering. Oh, but isn't that what government does? It is. I see. Rules for thee, not for me. Exactly. Uh. And of particular concern to me on this one is uh, single-use wallets. So for those of you not familiar with cryptocurrency technology, uh, there's this, this thing called a wallet that at some point has to be a single-use wallet. Like, at first, there is a, a potential address that has never been used before, and there's an unbelievable number of these. And then at some point, you use that address. And they are seeking to regulate that. The use of that address. Right. Okay. The, the, the single use of address because it creates an unnatural chain that obscures the origin of this money. Does it? Well, in theory. Okay. I mean, it, it can make it more difficult to track down where this money originally came from and whether it's one of these uh, uh, terrorists that uh, that had originally done it. Problem is, if they get the power to do this, they're just going to have the ability to stop new wallets from being made. 
Okay. Wow. So, That's powerful right there. Yeah. Okay. So the the rule that they are currently taking comment on, by the way, and uh, will be for another, uh, let's see, 50 some odd days, and I really hope as many people as possible tell them this is a bad idea. Is, is there somewhere you can direct our listeners to make a comment? Uh, yes, but it's uh, probably easier to just Google convertible virtual currency. Okay. And then uh, go to the the Federal Register site. All right. All right. Go on. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so the other issue is that uh, the other issue that I have a problem with is being able to move from one, uh, as they call it, virtual currency, which Mm -hmm. is wrong, uh, to another. So, being able to move from Monero to Dash, from Dash to Bitcoin, from Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash. Well, that, too, is a way of obscuring the origin. So they want to stop that. I mean, isn't that what those coin mixers do, though? Like, it's it's to obscure something. Otherwise, you don't need to do it. Yeah, that that's also on the list. Okay. And, like, I can at least see the argument on that one, and I'm, I'm not going to raise a fuss on that one. Well, but they are literally trying to illegalize the creation of new wallets and the use of any new currency. I got it. But converting Bitcoin to Monero makes it more private and makes it harder to find. And that's the goal of Monero. 603-283-6160. More free talk live is coming up. broke down there for a second <laughs> i was having a thought <laughs> don't hurt yourself and then it escaped me oh okay it got away scot-free uh I, i'm not sure what happened i'm gonna have to call security see if the right. thought okay. like dug out a tunnel underneath the as long as it didn't leave a, high a getaway trail in style whatever yeah so to <laughs> so to respond to your well doesn't that obscure it that's true yeah. using a mixer Wait. does obscure the 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 Bitcoin that you're spending. I just had but an idea. you can use it without a mixer. Okay. Whereas you can't use it without a wallet. All right. Whenever they're done making all the, like, King Kong movies, because there's been a bunch of them. They're not going to be right? done. I'm just saying that, like, whenever, like, society is like, really, another King Kong? They can, they can reinvent the entire genre by just having it based in Vietnam, and it can be called Viet Cong with a K. Wow. There's I think whole... your I think your brain was trying to save us from that one. No, I don't think you lost it. I think it got ejected. <laughs> it, it got rejected. You said Viet Cong, and my brain was like, like King Kong, and then I'm like, oh, what if King Kong was in Vietnam? You could make a. It would be Viet, Viet Cong, Cong yeah. but with a K. It's not quite a portmanteau, but it's kinda because I'm taking two things and combining it together as yeah, one. I'll tell you what, letter. that would have made a difference in the Vietnam War. <laughs> Agent Orange, 
<laughs> Screw you, we've got Viet Cong. <laughs> Come storming through the jungles, right? Stepping on everybody. The sad thing is the MonsterVerse is like one of the hardest movie universes to keep track of. Yeah. yeah. I did recently see a uh, a King Kong versus Godzilla. That's part of the MonsterVerse. Yeah, and it was pretty good. Okay. Like... It, I mean, the the script was, yeah, you know, but the fight scenes between the the Godzilla and the King Kong monsters were pretty damn good. I I was like, yeah, all right. Now I'm old too, so I remember when like the fight scenes between King Kong and Godzilla were like claymation, super close up uh, frame. You know, the fire barely like you know scorched the the toy that had like some fur glued onto it. You know, so like horrible special practical special effects. So like. What they've got today is superior. Anyway, I didn't mean to detract from the rest of your story. We were talking about the this business of crypto mixing, which is just like, I mean, it's kind of exchanging, right? You're exchanging yeah, so, one for another, but you're making it so that it's not traceable on the blockchain. Right. So the, the way a Bitcoin mixer uh, works... I send my Bitcoin into this. They take Bitcoin from a bunch of other people who also want theirs mixed, and they do a different transaction, and then they send it out, so that it so that it obscures where this originally came but from. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a Bitcoin in, Bitcoin out, right? It could be Bitcoin in Monero out, Bitcoin in you know, Dash out. It could be uh, that wouldn't be right? a mixer. Oh, really? That wouldn't be a mixer, but that That'd would be, be covered. That would be covered on on this regulation yeah. that they are that they are suggesting. Well, screw regulation. So, okay, mm-hmm. so here's here's the question then: If it weren't for the government in general, would we have a need for these services? Like, why did yes? Okay, go on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, why would we need a mixer without government? Like because we obvious, want privacy. The obvious, uh, you know, well, who's going to track you? Hmm? Who's going to track you? Anybody. All right. So uh, once I've found out this is your wallet, I might want to know everyone you've ever done any amount of business with. So if, for example, I don't like you and I want to punish you, then I can get at you indirectly from punishing all of the people who have ever dealt with you ever. Right. If you're insecure insecure about your use of cryptocurrency or unprivate, if you will. And I don't mean that you're like broadcasting your transactions. Right. I just mean that you're not taking any steps. You have one wallet. You're just using that wallet all the time. It's your wallet. You don't have any other wallets. You're not, you know what I mean? Uh, I've got nothing that, to hide. Right. Then all of your transactions could be visible, not necessarily trace back to you as an individual, but all your transactions could be visible in the same way that like when you go on vacation from your house, you generally call up the post office or go online you're like, Hey, don't be delivering my mail for a couple of weeks because I don't want to make myself a target. Right. Right. So in that, I think that's kind of what you're saying is like, hey, I'm doing transactions, but I don't want just anybody to be able to trace back my transactions, know how much I'm spending, you know, what frequency I'm spending it, you know, maybe even who I'm spending it with, that kind of a thing. I don't want people to know, like, if you have I mean, any wealth at all, you don't want you don't want to broadcast that. Right. If, so if that's if that's the case. Right, then you ought not use Bitcoin because that's the private, uh, that's the public ledger. Ah, but this way you can use Bitcoin and have privacy. All right, privacy is important. Yeah, so that uh, that is one of the the uses of uh, Mixer in absence of the government. All right, but yeah, I will definitely say that while there is a violent coercive monopoly 
who does not want any economic activity performed on Earth that they do not also get a part of, then yeah, that's the primary use case. Okay. So being that that's the primary use case under the current paradigm, it makes sense that they would then try to stop that or mm-hmm. make that illegal. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I get why they're saying, hey, no using a mixer. I disagree, but I at least get why they're doing that. Okay. Whereas it's blatant overreach to say you cannot have a new wallet because it is possible to use a new wallet to obscure a transaction. How are they going to stop that? Hmm? How are they going to prevent somebody from making a new wallet? Well, I imagine that they would use your uh, your internet access to find out where you live and then put you in jail for doing that. Okay, but like... There's enough things out there that I'm aware of, and I'm just a guy, right, that I'm aware of that, like, I I could create as many wallets as I wanted today, and I'm pretty sure no government could track it. So, Well, and at the moment, this isn't being enforced. This is a proposed rule change. Yeah, I get it. Now, if this rule change happens, they might very well be very interested in who's making wallets and why they're making them. So again, but I mean, that's like that's like trying to prevent people from making more than one Twitter profile there <laughs> or Facebook profile. Like nothing prevents people from just making a new and Facebook if that, profile. And if they decided that, for example, the post office now governs making a second Twitter profile, then they might very well come after you at your home for making a second Twitter profile. So, again, like their their technology is sophisticated. Right, so I was again. I was listening to a different show earlier today, okay. and they were bringing up some of the technology used to track down the protesters at the January sixth, quote unquote, insurrection. Right, and a lot of uh, the like the starting point for the da- for the data that they collected was publicly available cell phone records, right. and they tracked these cell phone records that they bought from the t- you know whoever ran the towers. Right. Even though a bunch of those protesters were using burner phones, right? Because they were still calling the same normal people that they would normally call. So they built like they had the algorithm run, and they had all these lists of known associates with these phone numbers and right. these phone numbers, and where they were because the cell phone kind of triangulates the data, right? And how many of them were like activated in the same area or had an area code out of state but activated within the state of like Washington D.C. Right. To the point where like after they crunched the numbers. They were fairly confident that they had identified like 85 or 90 percent of the protesters there, yeah. even though they did their best right. to to obscure well, who they we, were. And we know that right. technology exists from previous topics that we've covered here on Free Talk Live, such as how marketing people use cell phone data that is anonymous. In other words, not tied to a single person, but like when you go to a department store and you walk around. Yep. Uh, because you're on their Wi-Fi, if you connect to it or when you connect to it, they can tell that, oh, you stopped at this end cap to look at this thing on sale. You looked at the blue shoes that are on aisle four. You know, you looked at camping gear down aisle 12, whatever it is, right? They know this information. uh, We'll call it anonymously. But then if they uh, get further data that they can use to extrapolate who that person is, they can tie it to you directly. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know who has a lot of that information on me? Like my cable provider. 
mm-hmm. my internet provider. Yeah. Right. Because they offer the Wi-Fi hotspot wherever you go. Yeah. Right. And it auto logs mm-hmm. me in wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And they've introduced new legislation to give tremendous control over the internet to make sure that no one's being racist with their internet providing. Which, which means that they have an excuse to look into the very specific details of your particular internet usage. It's interesting that they do that now because one of my gripes about the internet uh, was that you had to pay for multiple on-ramps. Okay. Right? You know, you needed internet at your house, but then you needed a data plan on your phone, and then, you you know, oh, maybe you got to use Wi-Fi because your provider doesn't provide you with you know, why or whatever it is. So now you've got, yeah. you know, multiple. You go to Starbucks, you got to log in to Starbucks. You go to McDonald's, you got to log right. in to McDonald's. Right. And so, like, you I use just, your own data. It's your phone provider getting the information. Right. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to pay for the internet once and have it available to me on all of my devices. Right. Right. Which seems to be coming to fruition. Yeah. But now I'm not so sure that that's the right way. Well, that's one. <laughs> that's one company getting all your information. Right. Right. If you if you pay for your data on your phone. Yep. And that's like your data plan, yep. mm-hmm. and then you turn that into a hotspot at home for your other devices. Right. Then mm-hmm. you have one data service, one data, you know, one on ramp. Well, okay, but that doesn't suit my needs. I have to have well higher yeah. speeds. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the issue with this one, so since the blockchain is publicly available, they can just look and every single time that a a wallet that has never received anything mm-hmm. receives something then they go okay hunt down this transaction how did that get onto the ledger okay well that was received by this node okay where did it come from and unless you are going th- unless you're unless you're going through Molvad, then every VPN provider is probably going to keep some amount of record as to who they're providing services for. You should probably divine Molvad. Oh, Molvad. It's a virtual private ne- uh, network that uh, absolutely destroys all of their records every single time. And that you can get on using Monero. Ooh, so nice. completely anonymous. Nice. Yeah, Molvad does amazing work. But anyone who's not doing that, they have some amount of records so they can go, okay, well, this transaction came from here, it came from this VPN, and this VPN, okay, we're going to go to them and put some pressure on them to give us the information, da-da-da-da-da, and suddenly they're at your house saying, you created a new wallet. Right. That is illegal. And if you think that's like out of the realm of possibility or fiction... Right. There are vans that drive around uh, England looking for people who don't have a TV license. Right, I know. And, in fact, there's vans that drive around the United States right now that uh, they're not looking for TV license. But what they are doing is they're using your uh, wireless router to take snapshots of the interior of your house with you in it. Okay. Uh, because they can do that. Uh, so they don't really need the your cable provider's permission, your Internet provider's permission to do it. They just, it's all part of the Patriot Act. It's all, you know, legal, if you will. Oh, that's what's authorizing this, by the way. Patriot oh. Act? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Title 311 on uh, the Patriot Act is what they're using I for this. I wish I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. The least patriotic thing ever written. Well, they'll never come after us. They'll only go after the terrorists. Didn't they catch the terrorists already? Can they stop auto-renewing that thing? No, wouldn't that be nice? They didn't catch the terrorists. If they did, every member of Congress and Senate would be in jail. Yeah, gee, it's almost like I was screaming my head off about this when they passed the Patriot Act and telling the Republicans that this was going to be used to come after them. (laughs) They were all like, no, it's, it's temporary, it's fine. Remember when there was like the We Will Not Fly protest? 
when they first set up the TSA. I'm still basically there. I mean, I've well, you're I've lucky. flown a couple of times. <laughs> I've flown a handful of times okay. since then, but like I didn't fly for uh, a long time, man. I mean, like, and I try not to fly as often as possible. I got it, but there's there, no one's protesting it anymore. Yeah. It's not really a thing. It kind of wouldn't that be nice? It kind of just came and then like, well, we still got to get to yeah, LA. Obviously, it wasn't popular enough to put enough pressure that they stopped. Hey guys, we're having a no fly protest in New York, so everybody get on a plane, fly out here. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> There were no slow boats out of Hawaii, so I was a little hamstrung there. <laughs> slow boats out of Hawaii. Dude, you know what you should have done? You should have taken a submarine. Okay. That would have been cool. I, at one point, I considered like a cruise. Like, let's just get on one of those cruises that get you like to Alaska. Yeah, or California. And, or whatever. How many commercially yeah. available submarines rebuild. are there coming in and out of Hawaii? I, I expect in Hawaii there are at least two that you could charter. Huh. And I only say that because I know that there's also, uh, thanks to Magnum PI, there's helicopters you can charter. Okay. But you're still flying. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, uh, but I know there's a, a you don't lot have of. You to go through TSA. Oh, right. yeah. That, there's, there's a that's lot the of, only uh, way around TSA is you have to, you know, have access to a plane. There's a lot of uh, deep sea exploration that happens uh, off of Hawaii. And so I know that they have uh, private submarines. Mm. Uh, so non government submarines. Uh, generally, they're deployed in, you know, co-government action uh, where they're trying to explore if they want to, like, lay cable for the new Internet between Hawaii and, and the United States or something like that. Hmm. They're going to use these private contract out to these private submarines. Laying but, the cable. Right. Laying the cable. That's right. You're at Free Talk Live. <laughs> so part of my concern with this proposed rulemaking yeah. is that if, they, if this goes through, that gives them complete legal justification to shut down I, every coin exchange in the world well so and wouldn't they love that much power oh, and the and the and the exchanges will comply because mm-hmm. that's what they do I, right i still feel like tech is ahead of the government curve right yes and and it has been and i don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon so the more government tries to do these things or regulate mm. uh, otherwise interfere or prevent yeah this isn't from going happening. to stop it but it is going to slow it down and here's the thing if our consent were not important then they wouldn't spend all of the resources that they do on what they call education and what they call media i i think well, that these things are actually going to make cryptocurrency more valuable the illusion of consent is important they're they're going to do it Anyway, it's a matter of when. Right. Right. So if there's pushback, then they pull back. Right. So when they started making the Ministry of Truth or whatever they were calling that thing. They, they call it the Ministry of Truth. Like the, or, the, yeah. the disinformation whatever. Yeah. Right. When they started creating that, there was a massive pushback. Yeah. So they pulled back on that. Now, that's not to say that, you know, in a few years or 10 years or whatever, yeah, that they're not going to do this again. Right. You know, they, they will. will. Or yeah. they just change the title to something a little less ominous and they right. still collect whatever data. Right. But every time... If there's enough pushback, then they try a different route. And this is worth putting a little bit of pushback since they're giving you the opportunity to well, write in and tell them this is a bad idea. How much pushback do they need? Because, I, again, I remember the, the quantitative easing, the bailouts. Yeah. Right? The, that was pushed back a lot. Right. Like yeah. 98% of the calls to the senator's offices were like, don't do it. Right. Right. And then they, they like went, okay, we've heard you. Well, we're going to do, do it, it anyway. 
Oh, so, the uh, the 2008 bailouts, you mean? Uh, wh- is that when it was? I don't remember the, the timing. The bank bailouts, the TARP program. Any of the QE. Could have been. It could have been QE, QE1, QE2, yeah, QE3, whatever. Mm. whatever. Any one of the bailouts, there was like massive pushback, you know, the, the, the too big to fail one, whichever oh, one that, that was. was oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and people wrote into the Congresses. They called the offices. Yep. The, the, the calls were overwhelmingly, no, don't do it, right. mm-hmm. to the tune of like 98%. Mm-hmm. And they did it anyway. Yeah. And then people got all up in arms. I can't believe they didn't listen to us. And on this show, we went, well, you you should have known better, and hopefully you'll know better next time that they don't care. Well, and, and look what the response was. The creation of the Tea Party on one side and the creation of uh, Occupy Wall Street on the other. So okay. they paid the price for that. Now, granted, there are certain moves that they make that no amount of pushback is going to dissuade them. This is a financial move. I don't think this is one of those moves. Okay. My... I think this is one of those that they're trying to sneak in the back door. And if enough people go, hey, I caught you, they'll go, okay, we'll, we'll do this in a month. If you sneak it in the back door, they just put it on the military funding bill, and then you're unpatriotic or un-American if you vote against it. My, uh, my thoughts on this right now is that the content of what they're trying to do is of a technical nature for the layman to wrap their head around. Right. And because of that, no one really understands this. And I mean the common folk, right? Mm-hmm. And like, they're doing it in the early stages of cryptocurrency where there's not a majority of people who even care yet. Right. So right. like like the ability to have the pushback I don't think exists because of the, uh, the level of dumbness, the lack of education on this particular subject uh, amongst the majority of the population. I think that's what they're testing. And that's exactly why I think this this is sensitive to pushback. I think that there are so few people who are likely to get this that that's what they're testing. Yeah. They're like, do you see what we're doing here? Or will this be invisible to you? So if a certain number of people say, I see what you're doing there, and it's abominable, they'll go, oh, they can see that. We better try something more invisible if we're going to do this. I got to done it sooner. I got a, a real-life, uh, I don't know what the right word is, a real-life uh, b- barometer of how uh, the government and the media, the propaganda they put out, has affected cryptocurrency amongst non-crypto people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're at the Social Sunday last week, two weeks ago, and uh, I walk outside to leave, and uh, Breaking the Flaws out there, and he's talking to some rando girl, Right. Uh, and he says something about, you know, cryptocurrency. And he's like, hey, Captain, uh, you know, she doesn't like cryptocurrency because she thinks it's shady. And I go, oh, how come? And she recites, like, a, I saw something on the news or I read something in an article or whatever. That, that sounds bankman-free sound, Yeah, that sounds like, you know, crypto is just kind of shady. And I'm like, okay, but do you know what a really shady currency is compared to crypto? She's like, no, what? I'm like, the United States dollar. And she's like, oh, yeah. So, like, people know that the United States dollar is also, like, shady. Not also, but is shady in and of itself. But they somehow have been convinced that crypto is more shady than the violent Well, no, no, no I don't think currency. that's what it is at all. Uh, There's a lot of shady crypto. It, they know that the United States dollar is shady. Yeah. But they have to have it. Right. If you don't have dollars, you go to jail. So they will accept the fact that it's shady because they're being coerced. Whereas Bitcoin or Monero or Dash or what have you, they don't have to have that. No one's going to put them in jail for not having enough Bitcoin cash. So that is an option. 
So they go, do I want to be part of that? So it being shady matters, whereas the U.S. dollar being shady doesn't matter because they'll kill you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fair. It's the, that's, that's one of the, the benefits right, of coercion. It's harder to get away from. Yeah. You have to actually convince people positively mm-hmm. to engage in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't have to do that with the dollar. Mm-hmm. And they stole, they stole the dollar, right? Like I mentioned earlier in the show, I didn't look it up. Yeah. Um, but the, the dollar has a definition, like within the U.S. code, and it's 300 some all like grains of silver. Hmm. Like that's the definition of a dollar. Wow. Hmm. It's, it's grains of silver. Even though, s- even though it says dollar right oh, on Oh, it's the, like it's, an ounce? It's right not, no, it's not an ounce. It's against. It's not the, an ounce. It's, three, it's 300, like look it up. Uh, uh, I mean, th- not right now, but in general. No, go ahead, do it. <laughs> okay, look at me. We got a little bit of time. Go ahead, look it up. It's like the Coinage Act of like 1792 or something. But it, the, the U.S. dollar is defined in grains of silver. It's not been repealed. It's not been anything. Like so, what you have in your pocket, right? That that paper, that greenback piece of paper in your pocket, yeah. is not even a dollar as defined by the United States. <laughs> it's a Federal Reserve note. Yeah, it's that is just the shadiest thing. Um, more crime, more murder, more death, more theft, more extortion. Uh, I can't think of any of the other uh, top uh, seven sins, uh, but uh, more of that is perpetuated by the U.S. dollar than all of the cryptocurrencies combined. Yep. So when you're thinking about currency out there, listeners, keep that in mind because they are using violence to gain your compliance. And if you want to get away from the high hyperinflation that's looming, I won't say on the horizon because they, they always figure out a way to push it out, right? There is there is the non-inflationary cryptocurrency called bitcoin Mm -hmm. that is probably a good place to protect yourself currently yeah in fact uh inflation is such like i don't know what the difference between uh inflation and hyperinflation is the speed at which it increases okay but like it's getting pretty fast now Mm -hmm. you already can't save without having it lose a bunch of its value within a year. $11,000 more this year than two years ago. And that's why we use the carrot, they use the stick. We're out of time. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our callers. Thank you, Richie Rich. Thank you, Peakless Mountaineer, for joining me tonight. Peace. you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in new hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime our friends at porcupine real estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by new hampshire citizens reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com